Welcome or welcome back to the Football Card Quest. I'm your host, Andy Gazin, here with me on Thursday night. As always, my co-host, Steve, the eBay hitman, Caladesi, and we are going to be doing exactly that. We're going to be looking at sleepers on eBay to find some breakout players for, for 2023 based on what we see in ADP movement on underdog fantasy. So we're going to go over the biggest risers and the biggest fallers over the past week and talk about which ones uh, are actual fire, like which ones have smoke behind them that could turn into an actual fire and which ones you should sell and flip on any type of hype spike and which one you guys should avoid. And then we're going to jump in to a Chihuahua Superflex. Uh, we're going to talk about their weekly winners format that just came out, which is really cool. Let's dig in, Steve. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, man. There's uh, some rumor mills going in the running back scene. I don't know if you heard that today. In the running back scene, are we talking Patriots rumors? Uh, possibly. I know that there's some links to the Jets for Dalvin Cook. There's some heavy rumors there. They may not be the top suitor, but they've at least uh, poked their head in and explored a bit. I feel like, uh, you know, Robert Sala's uh, mantra this offseason is, is leave no stone un unturned. They know that they're in absolute win-now mode with Rodgers, and it's like whatever cal salary cap space they can squeeze out. I know they don't have much. They, they literally are, like, already, I think, over in cap right now, and they've got to get under, and then next year they're going to be just so screwed in salary cap. But if they can find a way to restructure somebody – you know, dude, they got to figure out some things. Like I can't, um, I can't imagine them bringing in Cook. But if they, I, if they did, that would definitely uh, show a lot of concern around Brees Hall's recovery timeline with him just being such a bell cow that he is. And that's really bad for uh, guys like Michael Carter, uh, who clearly just fell off the face of the earth, Steve. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I heard that one, but I'm not really buying into that a whole lot. The one that that concerns me even more, well, for the Mac Jones cards that I bought, is the Patriots. You know, they just restructured Devontae Parker's contract. And I was thinking with him being a wide receiver, they extended him to restructure to spread the money out over a, a longer distance, a longer time period, so that they could bring in Devo um, DeAndre Hopkins. But, you know, they've been beating the table and, like, talking about bringing in a running back all offseason – where they brought in James Robinson, but they released him because he, uh, for health reasons. And it's like, I do believe that the Patriots are likely to bring in another running back. That could be one Dalvin Cook, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, or Ezekiel Elliott still out there. I could see like Fournette. I could see him going to uh, New England. I think Dalvin to the Jets isn't super likely, but it does make sense. I don't think that it, expresses any interest in Brees Hall's rehab or uh, likelihood of starting the year. But I think it leverages some of the need to run him into the ground. If you look at uh, look at the running back situation that he had in Green Bay with two viable running backs, you know, uh, I think people quickly forgot how really good Brees Hall is because he had such a, a short rookie season. But, man... That uh, they could be a team to beat on the ground alone, and then you add in uh, Aaron Rodgers in the passing game. They want to win from 
from all aspects. They want to be able to win and keep the lead and just grind you down and be able to play from behind if they have to. And that would really give them the ability to do that. Are you a, are you a flag plant on Garrett Wilson uh, having a true breakout season, basically like 1,500 receiving yards and double-digit touchdowns? The uh, the metrics would indicate that he's not going anywhere. Maybe teams adjust and play him differently, against him differently. Hard to say, but the first-year metrics don't lie. He's he's up there with some of the top guys like Justin Jefferson. So this is, this is where I'm hesitant to invest in Jets players. One, we do have pretty high prices on Brees Hall. And Garrett, Garrett Wilson's hype is insane right now. He's got the most expensive 2022 rookie cards. But their opening schedule, Steve, the first four games is incredibly difficult. Then Buffalo, then at Dallas, then New England, then Kansas City, then Denver, then Philadelphia. That's actually, uh, I lied, the first six games of their, of their schedule. And then the Chargers. So it's like. There, there is a possibility if they don't come out firing on all cylinders and they don't get off to that lightning hot start, then their values do dip heading into the, you know, this, the, 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 the historical dip period for a lot of football players in November. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty rough start. I mean, I think you're going to really see how good that team is, you know, being able to keep up with some of those other franchises. You know, I said they'd be great last year, but the quarterback position really let them down. And, uh, you know, they were essentially a quarterback away from being a playoff contender. So I think this is the year that that happens. And Garrett Wilson, I do agree, is a bit overpriced. It's hard to get in on any of his stuff. You could say the same about Amon Ra, but I think the Jets at least probably come out the first six games at least 500 and don't scare too many people away. Okay, yeah, I'm just thinking about when Tom Brady came to Tampa. It was a pretty tough schedule, and he made some mistakes early on, just getting adjusted to the new environment and everything. And um, you know, new t- new team, new situation, and and th- that that was when his prices were the cheapest. Whenever he had that slow start, um, that's when his prices were the cheapest. If you would have bought him then, only for him to ascend into the playoffs and eventually go on and win the Super Bowl. Uh, th- you know, you could have made a ton of money. So I'm I'm hesitant in wondering if that same thing will happen with the Jets as potential. But I digress, Steve. I, I do want to talk about these risers right now and uh, talk about which one of these guys are going up and going down in ADP. Um, and how does that correlate over with their rookie card market? Which one should we be targeting? Should we buy some cards of these guys right now, a hold or sell, or avoid them altogether? Yeah, man. I, I know you sent me that list earlier. There's a couple names on there I definitely want to take a closer look at, and I'm sure uh, quite a few people in here might be surprised by some of those movements. So let's dig into the first one. Before I do, I want to say hi to some of these guys in the chat. Uh, Victor HR, this is not human resource. I hope this is not human resources because we're in trouble, man. Uh, Derek and Chad, guys, apparently this is not an HR free zone tonight. Uh, you got to, you know, mind your P's and Q's over there. 
it's this perfect example. He said, my dumb ass thought it was a thin version of Jerome Bettis on the thumbnail. That's an HR violation, Derek. We're s- sorry, man. <laughs> Chad says he's here for the uh, Najee Harris RB2 banter. We got uh, our man Thunder and sports cards in the house. A late stick draft time, baby. Let's go. We definitely got some drafts going tonight. We definitely will. Yes, sir. James says, is this a good buy at 300? Jalen Warren, 2022 Panini, Zenith Silver, Artist Proof, Auto, RC, numbered out of 25, SGC 10, 9.5. Well, he, I, so let's just start off with him because I put him right on the thumbnail. If you look at Jalen Warren's ADP, Underdog Fantasy, over the past week, he has moved up four spots uh, to now 135. So he's still going in the double-digit rounds, but he has moved up considerably to be one of the early double-digit round running backs, going around that, you know, kind of like that same range. Like, let me find, like, Antonio Gibson's 103, so he's going just after after him. Um, trying to find, like, okay, those guys are going at the very end. I'm trying to see, like, where is uh, – where is – you know what? I could filter this by running back. Are we well, Deontay to- Foreman is one sixty-seven. Tank's Bigs Tank Bigsby is one forty-one right now, and uh, Jalen Warren one thirty-five. So about around before those guys, and that's up four spots, Steve. So, in terms of Najee Harris versus Jalen Warren. You know, I'll just say this real quick before I get your take. You know, Najee Harris has been one of the most inefficient running backs, but he's had a tremendous amount of volume. The offensive line has sucked. And in a lot of plays, if you watch the Steelers games, he's getting tackled behind the line of scrimmage, or it's like a it was a swing pass to Najee, like five yards behind the line of scrimmage, and he's expected to do something with it. And so he really has not been set up for success there. And he's also got a tremendous amount of volume. You know, uh, his and he struggled with a foot injury most of last year. So, you know, while he's out there struggling with a foot injury, having to run behind this uh, this pathetic offensive line, Jalen Warren standing on the sideline drinking Gatorade like, you know, waiting for his opportunity. You know, and the guy's getting three uh, uh, Najee's getting 300 carries to Jalen Warren's what one 100 carries, Steve. And so it's like. I wonder what Jalen Warren would look like if he had 300 carries and not 77 carries. Because on 77 carries, yeah, he, he puts up five yards per carry, which is like almost a, a full two yards per carry better than Najee. But it's only 77. It's only a third, not even a third of the right. workload that Najee has seen the past two years. Right. He's He's always fresh, if you will. I mean – you look at the the same metric with a lot of other running backs. You saw that with the Bears last year. And, uh, you know, having a constant breather and being, being able to come back out can make you more efficient, even on fewer carries. You saw that even with guys like Christian McCaffrey, who has, you know, fewer rushing attempts with similar or if not better numbers with the Niners than he did with Carolina. So I think that, you know, I don't think he necessarily eats into the workload that much. Najee is obviously the workhorse. And, if the line is actually actually better this year, 
you got to think that he maybe has his career best numbers. Yeah, a better line, a better um, better passing game. You've got to think that it's like it's not going to be just super easy for the defense to tell exactly what they're going to do, and his volume should be uh, should be tapered down a little bit to where they are using the passing game more. Plus, they're in a loaded division. Their opponents are all very good. They're all going to put up points on them, even though they have a good defense, you know. And and so it's it's one of those situations where I could see the usage be different this year. But if you look at the uh, the depth chart behind those two guys, I get why people are excited because Anthony McFarland hasn't done anything, uh, and Master Teague behind him is not done anything. So, and neither one of those guys have any type of draft capital behind them. I mean, decent athletic profiles, but you know, it's it's nothing to be concerned about at all. And then you have this efficiency from Warren, and you have the whole Steelers. Uh, fan base which is massive that can generate a ton of hype and my my thought steve is like if you're if you're already investing in Najee this year for a breakout then you might as well go ahead and handcuff him with some jalen warren because uh, of how cheap he is now i don't i don't know like i don't think that that's necessarily a good buy that james is putting up here for three hundred dollars uh, Zenith Silver Artist Proof, like Zenith Silver Artist Proof, seems like a very niche set. That um, man, that's that's gonna be a lot of money for a uh, a second string running back. Uh, it's not like you know Jalen Warren's got a you know he's undrafted, so he doesn't have like a you know a big story coming out of college or anything. He doesn't have that first round draft count like Najee Harris has. Yeah, I mean you're. You're you're betting on an injury, essentially. There's not really an indication that they're going to go into a timeshare. There's been not even coach speak at this point. I mean, Najee would have to put the ball on the ground and lose it a couple times or get hurt realistically. So, I mean, you can hedge your bets, absolutely, but within a reason. You know, even at 20 bucks, I think you might be overpaying for a backup at this point. Yeah, I would say for, uh, if between that like 10 to $20 range for nice rookie auto stuff is where I'd want to be at for Jalen Warren. I am curious because he doesn't have nearly as many rookie cards, right? Being undrafted. So yeah, like stuff like, uh, $10 rookie ticket auto with a 150 shipping. The one thing I want to point out here, Steve, I don't know if you've noticed this, but on, on scans, for whatever reason, you can't tell that the auto is on a sticker. Mm, but this card yeah. is definitely a sticker auto. Interesting. That's, yeah. That's, that's almost deceiving, but not at the same time. Yeah, it, it is very deceiving. Like, you literally... You cannot, you cannot tell. Um, and I've, I like, I was like, man, when I, when I first noticed that this happens with a lot of guys, like, whatever, for whatever reason, didn't, didn't, uh, weren't present in the um, rookie premiere event or the signing event for, for Panini. They had them, you know, had them send in the sticker book of autographs. This is a scan of a card, and it's so 
hard. Like you cannot see the sticker at all. But I know for a fact that that's a sticker auto. That's pretty wild. It's, just, it's the same car. They, they didn't do some with stickers and some without. It's this is a scan. For whatever reason, the scan is just not picking up the sticker at all. The scan is just, it looks like a clear piece of tape, and you can't even see it. But this is what it looks I, like uh, on a normal photo. This this may even be a scan, but it's a different kind of scanner. I don't know. May, maybe I'm wrong, Steve. I'd love to know, hear what you guys say in the chat, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that they they wouldn't make some of each. Yeah, if any of you guys have one or or bought that rookie ticket auto, or heck, if you have any 2022 contenders that are on card, let us know. I know some of the optics are, Andy, from 22. I don't know that uh, the contenders are or, or not. Hmm. Yeah, all the ones that I've seen are all sticker, which is why I think that's a sticker. You just, whatever kind of scanner that guy's using, you can't see it, but. Seems to be true if you look at all the other listings. Yeah, and I would say Rookie Ticket Auto in that $10 range is uh, not bad whenever you look at what the um, what the Najee Harris are selling for. It's definitely a good hedge because just like, uh, like a Dearness Johnson, like if the the primary running backs get hurt, it's not uh, too different than, than what happened in Cleveland, you know, two years ago. If the primary running backs get hurt and the undrafted guy comes out and puts up a big performance in a one game situation, prime time scenario, then all of a sudden those cards can spike because let's face it, you know, look at what the the Najee Harris is going for right now this has actually gone back up a lot steve 79 dollars. i remember just a few months ago these cards were in that 30 to 40 dollar range and 79 dollars is up quite a bit yeah i think you gotta you gotta look at it from a few different perspectives like if you're looking at it on a per carry basis and you're just looking at stats only it can be misleading like you said when the line is bad you're naturally going to get fewer yards per carry. You're getting hit behind the line of scrimmage. That happened with David Montgomery, you know, for the last couple of years as well. And you saw the guy always get what looked like seven yards, which it probably was, but on the stat sheet, it's like 3.7. You know what I mean? So it can be misleading. You put him behind a better line, assuming his line is actually better this year. Maybe he doesn't get hit behind the line of scrimmage and that, you know, three point whatever turns into four point whatever. And now all of a sudden people aren't saying he's bad. So you got to give it a shot. I think that he has got a, a really good chance of having his best statistical year and best fantasy year. Yeah, they're uh, according to PFF, the offensive line is ranked 12th. That's up four spots from last year. They had a pretty solid pass blocking efficiency. Uh, last year ranked seventh, but they were significantly worse as a run blocking unit. So yeah, it's definitely going to take a step forward. We shifted the line a little around a little bit in terms of their strength of schedule. They have Steelers, uh, the 21st easiest strength of schedule. So it's really going to, it's like it's it's really gonna lie. How well can Penny Kenny Pickett improve his 
his passing game, you know, and, and how well can the uh, offensive line improve their run blocking rating? Uh, it, definitely going to help them out big time just to exceed expectations as a whole, kind of lead to some breakout games here for Najee, which you're going to need higher you're going to need higher uh, expectations. Like you're going to need Najee to hit a higher level of production in comparison to Jalen Warren to get the value that you want out of Najee if you're buying in now with how expensive they are. But if you're buying into Jalen Warren as a arbitrage play to Najee in case anything happens to Najee or just as a, a hedge to bets you've already made on Najee Harris, then you don't need nearly as much to happen for that $10 rookie ticket auto just to go up to 20, you know, to really make it worth your while or whatever that may be. Like if you really want to go in something big, maybe you do go for a gold card or you find what James is talking about. I'm kind of interested. I kind of want to pull up what card uh, James is talking about here, Steve. What do you think about that? I think it's uh, a bit overpriced uh you know unless he becomes a top 10 back in the league but i definitely want to see what's uh what's going on with it, it looks like it's the one at the top right there um 299.99 obo 2022 panini zenith silver artist proof number to 25 so it is artist proof silver i mean that is a really gorgeous card the grade's nice. The auto, auto grade. Not not great penmanship. If I had to give J, uh, Jalen Warren a score for his penmanship, Steve, I'm going to go with a, a five. Yeah, it almost like it looks like it's just a first name, so not a lot of effort on the auto. Yeah, man, I'd really like to get this for more like 150 than 300. I think I think 300 is overpriced. I'm having I, a hard time seeing the upside at 300. Yeah, I mean, hey, there's no mystery. The Steelers are high on him. It looks like Steeler fans are high on him. So there's no doubt in my mind. I'm worried, though, Andy, that even at 150, you've kind of potentially hit the ceiling already. Mm -hmm. I think very good, very right, good possibility. Yeah, I, I think Late Stick agrees, too. He's saying. It's a $50 card. I think in a 10 slab, it's a $150 card if he, you know, takes a starting job or something like that. But right now it's, you're paying for him to be like the league MVP at 300 bucks. So moving on, Paris Campbell is now up 18 spots. Paris Campbell has moved to a very, uh, very relevant New York Giants wide receiver. Obviously not going anywhere near the range of uh, a Darren Waller. Darren Waller is still the highest drafted, um, I guess you could say, receiver. Well, of course, Saquon outside of Saquon Barkley, who is a second to third round running back. Uh, you have Darren Waller, and then you have Paris Campbell going in the, in the teens, but he has moved up about two whole rounds now, Steve. And... That is because of the buzz coming out of camp and him emerging, uh, according to the beat reporters, as being their number one receiver with Daniel Jones, which uh, pushes, if you look at the fallers in ADP, Wandale Robinson and Jalen Hyatt, the rookie that uh, fell to the third round 
to the to the Giants in the draft have now moved down pretty much both of them a full round, Steve. So we have such an ambiguous uh, wide receiver room. We know that they're going to be more aggressive this year. They've got to be more aggressive uh, just looking at their their schedule and like just their, their defense is not great. So we know Brian Babel is such a, a good play caller and their, their schedule is the fifth hardest schedule, Steve. Fifth hardest schedule. Both Daniel Jones and Saquon got paid. Now it's time for Dable to get uh, things going and run it back and uh, see if they can make it back to um, the playoffs. Man, I mean, that's a tough schedule, dude. I, I'm actually still pretty high on the Giants this year. Uh, the, the pros of Paris Campbell are he's getting a lot of hype. We've seen spike games out of him in the past. Uh, you know, they're unofficially anointing him a top receiver, which with that receiving core wouldn't be too hard to do. And then the downside is essentially the same thing, except the polar opposite is that we tend to hear that about him like every offseason. And it doesn't typically ever amount to that. You know, he doesn't have a bad season, but he definitely doesn't have like, you know, a top season that people are projecting him to have. I think you got to temper your expectations. They don't throw the ball a ton, but on the flip side, you know, they have the QB whisperer. Daniel Jones could come out, you know, Josh Allen-esque, maybe not to that magnitude, but uh, to maybe his best statistical year. If you look at, he already had that last year. It wouldn't take a whole lot for him to improve on that this season. So if you look at the cards you have on the screen, Andy, a 22 out of 23 for 20 bucks, that's a great buy, man. That That's great a great buy. buy. I mean, anything serial yeah. numbered rookie ticket auto for 20 bucks or less is that's a good buy for just about any player, realistically. Now, what do you think about the upside in this uh, rookie ticket auto that was sold in auction yesterday, last night? 23 bids, rookie ticket auto, clear, so it's an acetate one, sealed by Panini. So most likely a redemption here that um, it's hard to tell if that's sticker on card, but either way, it is serial numbered out of 10. Uh, it's a nice looking card, but it went for $103. What do you think the upside is in that card, Steve? Do you, or do you think that was kind of purchased that toward the toward the top end? Um, I think it's actually a, it's somewhere in between right now. I th- I think that, you know, New York fan base is huge. If he emerges as their top guy, there's definitely two to two fifty plus upside on that card. Again, he's got to stay healthy and not be a typical giants receiver, you know, and be a questionable week in week out. But, uh, you know, and then the floor is probably like 40 to 50 on that. Yeah, so it's pretty much they bought it with the new hype of him being their wide receiver one baked in. And so now if he can actually go out and exceed that expectation, which isn't crazy. It's not like he's now going in, you know, the fifth, sixth round. It's not like he's going in the range of like a Terry McLaurin or a DJ Moore, you know, or something like that uh, from 2019. He's he's still going in the teens, right? But it's like if he can actually go out and I, I think that, you know, right out of the gate in week one, if he has a big game, like there's upside. And I look at this like this is probably close to a better buy. What do you think, Steve? This is a national treasure. It is horizontal, 
but it's national treasures, but only one color in the patch. We do have a rookie auto here. We have a serial number 02 out of 10. Unfortunately, there's no rookie card logo, but it does say rookie treasures on the side of it. Yeah, that that card of a superstar player, you know, would be in the, you know, potentially thousands if it was a Justin Jefferson or Joe Burrow or any other super well-known guy. So I think that that maybe as an investment is a better buy than that numbered out of 10 rookie ticket auto, even though it's horizontal, even though it's a napkin patch, probably is not game worn. I haven't seen the back of the card yet, but uh, I think that's very well priced and it does have a similar ceiling to the other card, but at a much lower price point. Yeah, they got it for $39. It's like this SGC 9.5 gold prism out of 10 Ooh, for $45 now that's two a great, days ago. I think that's a great buy. That's a steal, man. And that's uh, DC Sports 87. So look for their auctions ending during the week, early in the week specifically. I think, Steve, is some of, some of their best auctions. So you can see the prices are going up on Paris Campbell as he moves up the draft board and like cards like this, the numbered out of 10 and stuff, those don't come around very often. So when they get purchased and they disappear, it's not like there's just going to be a bunch more popping up. So you do have to kind of stay vigilant and, uh, and definitely be looking for that kind of stuff. Like have a search saved and check it every day or two kind of thing. And really uh, tar target those auctions you want to snipe. Yeah, I think, while we're talking cards, I think we mentioned we should mention the fantasy related side of all this. Moving up two rounds, in my opinion, is potentially still criminally underrated, especially when you think about what the ADP for Daniel Jones is. And if you're doing a best ball league, Daniel Jones is a guy that you could potentially own all of his receivers very easily because they don't have high draft positions. Yeah, it's a stack that you could definitely put together with a difficult schedule and a weaker than average defense compared to the rest of their division. Uh, it, it's it's going to force them into a lot of shootouts. So it's going to force Daniel Jones, who executed very well under Brian Dable last year, to become even more aggressive and to actually like go out and put up even bigger numbers. And he's going to bring guys along with him. You know, if Darren Waller stays healthy. He's definitely going to bring him along. And then, obviously, it's going to be a receiver. Saquon is going to have those big games. And there's going to be a receiver, whether that's Paris Campbell, Darius Slayton, uh, Jalen Hyatt, Wondell Robinson. is yet to be seen. And that's why Paris Campbell is moving up because he's the guy that's emerging early in the camp process, right, as their, as their number one. And I don't think anyone's going out here and saying – you know, Paris Campbell is going to be a top 10 fantasy receiver in the league this year. Not to say that it's impossible, but I don't think anyone's really saying that. But what they're saying is that you can get him way ahead of his true value, even at his current ADP. Yeah, because the, the current ADP is still very low. The ADP as of three days ago is still 180. Like he's still yeah, those going, are like, those are like after. wide receiver threes essentially at that point you know yeah it's going as a wide receiver three so that's why people are still able to get that national treasures out of ten just yesterday for thirty nine dollars 
those are still uh, going to fly off the shelves until the supply of those are exhausted. And then they'll emerge uh, as, you know, $100 transactions kind of thing because of how, how rare those are. Do you, do you actually have like a, is it a list of the, like the, all the risers and fallers or just a list of like the most, like that have moved the most spots? Yeah, I've got a list of all the risers and fallers. Okay. So this is something new that Underdog is doing uh, this year that they are are sending me. I gotta go over here to Zoom. All right, Zoom. Uh, so yeah, so what they're doing is they're from week to week, they are uh, tracking the ADP movement in players, and so that's you know how I'm able to easily tell who's going up, who's who's gaining hype, who is losing hype. So. These are guys that are moving down in ADP or up on the draft board. And then as you go got, all the way down. I got I to gotta play. It's a guy that we both like. He's on that list. I'd bet on it. But I bet he'll be higher on it next week. Tim Patrick. That's a good one, man. I saw the tweet yesterday. I think it was uh, on Sleeper, right? That, that said that uh, somebody said Tim Patrick is their, like, best receiver or something like i can't remember the exact tweet i got it i got it right here nfl network james palmer said multiple people in the broncos broncos building believe tim patrick is the best football player in the team's wide receiver room it's pretty tim patrick has moved up two and a half spots to now being like somewhat relevant and the thing is the guy is just he fell off he fell off the map last year he missed the entire season after tearing his acl before the season even started. And it's unfortunate because he was actually going as a wide receiver too. Like he was going, I don't know. Well, all the Denver Broncos players were overdrafted last year. But if you remember, like Tim Patrick was one of those guys that was going like around the, the 10th round or something like that last year. He had a lot of hype coming into the season. He was very relevant after putting up 750 yards in 2020 and 2021 they actually went back because the guy was undrafted out of 2017 but panini went back and actually printed his <laughs> his rookie cards yeah wasn't it in, in 2020 2020 2020 contenders yeah. i'm all positive and and select field level for whatever reason yeah there's like uh okay so yeah yep. 2020 select field level 2020 flawless and then i think he's got the uh the contenders or maybe not maybe this is it did he have some or was it only was it just the field there, level? it no the i'm 99 sure there's a contenders and it's uh very very rare because it was a redemption only was uh andy was there well, a, did i just see a field level tie-dye on that uh ebay search you just had he probably did. Here, I'm gonna I'll break it out into two windows here. We'll do this. I'm just curious how much uh, I want to see that. how many different rookie cards he has. And so if you go uh yeah, oh, look, wow. uh 120 for a field level tight end, it's numbered out of 25. You know, it seems like a lot, which it is, but uh if things come to fruition, again, we just talked about how few cards of his there are. So seven. Is that right? 
So let's see. He's got 187 total different cards. And you can find us at tcdb.com if you're if you're listening, not watching on uh, YouTube. And then if you go down this list, it'll show you all the sets that he's in. So let's blow this up real quick because I just want to see. Yeah, there's the contenders. Championship t- ticket auto numbered out of 49. So that's going to be rare. Uh, he did have a rookie ticket auto if I, if I noticed that. Zoom out a little bit. Sage and contenders so far. Sage, yeah. So he does have contenders, 2020 contenders, Tim Patrick, rookie ticket. He's got some uh, printing plates. Yeah, he's in flawless. There's flawless. His select field level is going to be, I guess, his most common. And there's only a couple pages, so might as well just go through them, right? So he's in all the different select field level parallels. Yeah, that's a that's a, and those are all twenty ones there, so those aren't rookies anymore. Yeah, and those aren't rookies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's in, it, he's, he's in two sets basically: select and yeah. uh, rookie ticket auto. So. Yeah, he's he's a guy to watch. He's a guy you can get at a value in a draft. Uh, now, mind you, Russell Wilson has to perform, <laughs> which a lot of people thought he would last year, and we all got proven wrong on that. But, uh, you know, we saw what he did with just the absolute worst quarterbacks in the league uh, before Russ arrived. So if, if he can even play like an above-average quarterback, I think that's going to be a, a name to watch. I think it is, man, because we were expecting him to take that that next leap um, as a receiver. He's just really good, man. He's got great work ethic. Work ethic. He's a dog. Uh, the guy is a possession style receiver, so he's got the capability to put up a lot of yardage. And the really, I like the fact that his supply is so limited. Like, there's just like it's hard to find his cards. Look at all the stuff I, that's pulling in. Yeah, hold on. There was one right, right there. You just passed it. Go back down. There was only one in this whole list. Right down more. Right there. Twenty twenty. Thirteen fifty. The thirteen fifty. Quad patch sapphire. I mean, it's definitely one to to watch. O two out of ten, even if it doesn't have an auto in it. Uh, just because his supply is so low. Like, the supply is so low, you could literally, if you bought up all the field levels of Tim Patrick, you'd probably control. <laughs> oh, you muted yourself, Andy. Someone type, tell Andy in the chat that he muted himself. Sorry. How long ago? Oh, uh, like 15 seconds. Oh, okay. So you could literally control the entire uh, supply of Tim Patrick if you wanted to for not a whole lot of effort. So that's a, that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting riser right there. And I want to look at Kenneth Gamewell on the Philadelphia Eagles, Steve. Uh, I know I know he's not the most explosive playmaker, like. Uh, DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny are both 
more explosive than him. But those guys struggle so bad to stay healthy that it just makes sense that if you're trying to make a play on the best offensive line in the NFL, a clear Super Bowl contending team, that you're like you want part of that running game, right? And Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift have struggled so much to stay healthy over the past few years. They've got some of the highest fragility ratings in the NFL. Kenneth Gainwell is arguably like when you factor in reliability and consistency and like work ethic and durability. I mean, he's better than DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny. And I think that's why he's moving up draft boards, Steve. Well, we saw some nice spike games out of him late in the year last year, but I think you hit the nail on the head in the first part. It's a durability thing. I mean, no one's doubting what Swift can do when he's on the field. No one's doubting what Penny can do when he's on the field either, but their biggest enemy is their well-being and and staying healthy enough to play football. So uh, that does make him intriguing. Again, I wouldn't overpay because you're gambling on a guy getting hurt. For him to shine but uh if you can get him in a best ball league you know he's the kind of guy that you just need a a couple of good weeks out of later in the draft yes sir i'm trying to find uh okay yeah we we've got it we've got a target we've got a Ooh. clearly donruss here 2021 Beautiful. rookie year numbered out of 99. I think it's important as a seller to remember you got a clearly Donruss. So make it a favorable background. Like the brown makes it look like a bronze, which is kind of like a clashing color. So this guy put his card on a wood desk here. I would recommend maybe a black background, you know, like a black uh, tablecloth or a, a black photo booth or something like that. I think that or would look really cool with the Eagles, right? Yeah, or put it on a card stand or put it in a, a photo box and you can see that it's clear. That card looks like one yeah. of, like you said, like one of the bronze optics or bronze Donruss rated rookies, which is like a you know shorter print parallel of the base set. I'm, I'm impressed. This card has 11 bids. It's only at $10.50 right now with $5 shipping. What do you think the upside is on a card like this, Steve? Let's say let's say Penny uh, and Swift go down and Gainwell steps up. You know, Scott, a Boston Scott, Beantown Scott's always gonna be in the, the background there to vulture a touchdown every once in a while. But uh, you know, between the twenties, like basically taking over the Miles Sanders role from last year. Um, what do you think the p- upward potential is if that happens? Uh in a 50-50 timeshare, maybe 30-35 if he gets a bulk of the carries, like 35-50. to 50. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I look at the Miles Sanders getting 259 rush attempts last year for almost 1,300 yards, and a guy was able to put up right at five yards per carry behind that elite offensive line and 11 total touchdowns. So, I, I mean, that's a lot of vacated carries. And it's if Penny and Swift go down, something were to happen. I mean, Kenneth Gainwell would just skyrocket up because he only had 53 rush attempts last year. Uh, but he did also put up 23 receptions. So it'll be interesting to see how he works in with 
uh, Swift, who features as a receiving back, and Penny, a power back, uh, with four touchdowns. So I think there's a lot of upside with Gainwell. I, I think you're right. I think I'd put it about 30 bucks from where it's at now. And uh, I would be – oh, I like this right here. I, I'd be more interested in this, Steve. Black Prism Silver Auto, currently at $6.50, ending tonight at a 11.03. Six Probably. bids currently. And I would even put that in the same yeah. price threshold, but the purchasing uh, price is currently a hair lower, so gives you a little more wiggle room. Ooh. Or an optic <laughs> silver prism rookie ticket auto five fifty right now with four bids ending tonight eleven twenty two. I don't know. I, I know some people are fifty fifty on the clearly Donruss, but it's got a rated rookie logo. It's serial numbered. Maybe the photo didn't do it justice, but I think that for a lot of buyers that aren't you know contenders fans, and there are those people. Uh, that it probably ranks pretty close to these cards. Kenneth Gainwell's penmanship score. I gotta, I gotta give him a five. Yeah, it's not so. great, man. The K is nice, but you're, the uh, the 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 second letter is pretty lazy. You you generous, you generous. Yeah, <laughs> you're 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 very generous with the uh, with the six there, which is interesting because it's not like. I know he signed autographs, but I can't imagine him signing thousands. Like he didn't sign autographs like Najee Harris signed autographs. You know, you you're fifth rounder, bro. Najee was a first rounder out of Alabama. Like he's probably signed five times as many autographs as as Gamewell. But I mean, yeah, and 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 I guess the penmanship is comparable. Maybe it's a running back thing. They're just in a hurry. <laughs> Yeah, I think Kenneth Walker is a, a solid play at at a good price point. And like we said, he's he's a great pickup late in uh, these best ball drafts, too, because there are some weeks he'll put up, you know, RB1 type numbers, just not in a redraft league. It's not a guy you're starting every week. Ken, uh, Cam Akers up 4.86 spots now to 72 are you in or are you out on cam acres i liked him at his previous adp i liked him closer to 80 to 90 here's the thing is you know he came on really strong late last season uh no one's denying that but he did play most of the year he just didn't carry the ball a lot so you have to ask yourself, was he just not really trying? Is there something else going on uh, with that? The other thing is, is he's not really used in the pass game. And the Rams aren't exactly lighting the world on fire with their defense these days. So you have to ask yourself, how much is he going to get the ball? He, is he going to get 300 touches? Probably not. Maybe closer to two. So I think that in the 80 to 90 range he's okay if he keeps rising i think he might price himself out i am out on all i'm not i'm not out on like for fantasy purposes i'm not out on cup or stafford at their current adp i i'm borderline out on acres at his adp i think he's kind of like a volume play i'm definitely out on all these guys on rookie cards steve 
Um, they have the, the 15th hardest schedule, so middle of the pack. They will find out very quickly if they're for real this year. They have an immediate two-game division start that is followed up by a road trip to Cincinnati, and uh, they seem to be on the verge of complete collapse. And they're definitely going to need the best version of Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup to even snip the playoffs. And uh, I, I know the depth chart's not too crazy behind Acres. I just don't think he can stand out enough on that offense that just has that that line decimated. And uh, it's just I think it's going to be a bad another bad year for the Rams who have the 28th the tw- number 28 so almost the worst offensive line in the entire league so i'm out i'm out on them man that 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 sounds a lot i don't like, care if it's you know cheap it sounds like a 50 plus pass attempts per game scenario yeah which does which doesn't leave a lot of like i could see i could see cooper cup but his cards are expensive now ever since the breakout year you know so it's yeah. like i could see cooper cup Getting there just by sheer volume, like if Stafford and Cup are healthy, yeah, the no-look passes, the routes that Cooper Cup's able to run, the breakfast meetings they have that translates into those uh, crazy play designs and, and routes. And that could equal a lot of touchdowns, a lot. I could see Cooper Cup being like 2,200 uh, yards and 20 touchdowns and the Rams still not even have a 500 record. You know, it's like – and, and maybe Cup gets there, but I don't really see his rookie cards kind of going up from where they're at now just based on that. Maybe they go up a little bit, but this is not a playoff team. So ultimately, like, I'm not going I – wouldn't, I wouldn't go outside of Cup and maybe Stafford. Stafford's pretty cheap, I think, for, for, oh, for, for sure. his, his profile. But it's like, is he going to make the Hall of Fame? You think Stafford's going to make the Hall of Fame? He's he's a fringe guy. He's a fringe guy. He's probably a few spots below, you know, Matt Ryan, who some people say no on, but the numbers would say otherwise. So we're talking about uh, anyone taking shots on Kyler Murray. Stephen FL is asking. I think that there's still room to buy Kyler uh, if the rookie QB starts off the season playing well. He yeah, may end, I, he, he may end up, you know, sitting or getting moved. Maybe who knows? Kyler's prices are going to keep going down, is my opinion. You know, the ACL—he's not ready to play. Uh, he could sit the entire year. He could sit the entire year as a right as a right now, at least not starting the season. And the Cardinals have—they're just bad all around, man. The coaching arguably has no offensive play calling experience the you know just the fact like reading between the lines them releasing deandre hopkins they don't want players on that offense that's going to help them win games this is a total tank year they have the 31st ranked offensive line so almost the stone worst offensive line in the league Uh, their current projected win total this year is uh, 14th, or their their win total projection is 6.6. Their um, strength of schedule is 14th. 
So, <laughs> I mean, this season is not it for the Cardinals. I think you will be able to buy Kyler Murray even cheaper in November. I mean, it's hard to get much cheaper than right now, but I do think they could get even cheaper because if they go in full tank mode, now all of a sudden people are going to start talking about the Cardinals potentially moving on from Kyler Murray and drafting a uh, Caleb Williams, you know, and those rumors are going to start heating up. And I think that's going to, it could, it could work either way. Like if, if, if the rumors get really serious, then, um, then I guess that could work in Kyler's favor because he is a talented player. If he goes to a better, you know, better team. You know, the interesting thing is they, they actually had a pretty good draft. And they actually have a couple good young players, and they actually improved their line. So I think that skill-wise, no one's ever really questioned his ability on the field. But I think the chat all agrees that it's a mentality thing, it's a maturity thing, mm-hmm. and it's it's not a position you can just show up and improvise. Like you, there's a lot of planning that goes into this, and there's a lot of leadership that goes into you know, being the face of a franchise, and he just hasn't uh, taken the mantle very well. Yeah, and this could go down a little bit more. A, a base prism at $50, this could go down more. Like, I think right now you got to look at uh, Daniel Jones and to see wh- how those guys are stacking up. Okay, well, finally, yeah, Daniel Jones is clearly – on average, higher than Kyler Murray. But I think that this prism could go down to like a $30 type level for a prism PSA 10. I I still think there's room to probably drop a little bit more for Kyler before if he ever goes back up again. But yeah, to your point, I'm pretty much out on him. He's going to have to, I don't, I don't know, man. It's it's it'd have to get really cheap, and I guess then you could say, yeah, I'll go ahead and buy one, stash it. Who knows? He is really talented, but hey, let, let's let's not forget, Andy. We're we're comparing two guys here. For you guys that have been around since last season, we we did fade Kyler, and we did say that uh, Daniel Jones was an upside play, and uh, the QB whisperer has done some some wild things with that team. I think that. We see it just continue. The Daniel Jones cards are still relatively cheap, but his high end stuff is starting to get really expensive again. Yeah, I remember when you could get that rookie ticket auto for around two hundred dollars, and I saw that trend there of four fifty, almost five hundred dollars. So that was pretty impressive, especially when the Kyler, like Kyler Prism Silver. I mean. Someone still did a buy it now for seven hundred, compared to an auction later on that night for four sixty. Like, I don't know who 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 would have done that, but yeah, somebody somebody did that. That happened. Do we have any other quick guys to cover on the risers here? We got some some people antsy to get some drafts going, and I think that I'm I'm ready at any time. Oh. I'm ready at any I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is the thing with football cards. You can really go down rabbit holes when these <laughs> players have so many different cards. There's, And you just can't make blanket statements. You can, you can make a blanket statement about a player, and you can have a single-player take. 
But then when it comes to their rookie cards, with so many different rookie cards, you really have to take it as a case-by-case basis. You know, so I do want to hop into a draft. We are going to hop into a draft. Uh, a couple more risers. Romeo Dobbs tweets are coming out that he is building really good chemistry with Jordan Love. And he's kind of emerging as a favorite target early in camp for Jordan Love. And he had a ton of hype coming into his rookie season. He's a guy to potentially look at super cheap. I guess you would want to you would want to stack him with the Jordan Love play especially with how expensive Christian Watson is. This is a good arbitrage to say, hey, Christian Watson's not the guy, uh, even though we saw those traits. You know what I'm saying? And then Romeo Dobbs, also, he's moving up a little bit to 126. Yeah, Dobbs has got a lot to prove. Uh, outside of those first two games he had last year, he quickly became one of the least efficient receivers in the league. So maybe it was a chemistry issue with Rodgers, but uh, I guess we'll see. We shall see. We shall see. And I may I may pull up his rookie cards here in a minute. Let me go ahead and hop on to Underdog Fantasy. We go ahead and get a draft going. Yeah. We've got Superflex drafts still open. We've got the new weekly winners, which is drafting a season-long best ball team. And them paying out the winner each week. So it's like the best ball mania four, but each week there is going to be a winner in the big pool uh, against everybody. So it's like every week you're playing against the people in the entire tournament. Does that make sense, Steve? Interesting. Let's show you this. Oh, yeah. That's for... This is the, the giveaway wheel for patrons only. We're getting ready to do six big giveaways over on patreon.com slash football cards based on the uh, star stock mail day you guys just saw from last week. So I've got that ready to go. That's going to come out tomorrow on patreon.com slash football cards. If you want to sign up and uh, support the show, also get access to that keep and web app and get access to the Auction Sniper article that's coming out tomorrow morning and the Discord server. Uh, so go check that out. We've got three different membership tiers, low as $6 a month. We are a completely independent show, except our only partner is underdogfantasy.com. And they incentivize us for new signups. So if you're new, promo code QUEST will get you a 100% instant deposit bonus. And then you can draft your, your best ball team. This is really going to get you sharp for your family uh, and friends redraft season-long fantasy leagues that you do come August. This is also going to give you a chance to win a ton of money. This is also going to give you a really good look at what sharp money is is valuing players at because, um, because Steve, people have skin in the game on underdog fantasy. They want to take home the first-place prize or the second. You know, they, they want to win money. It's actually money involved. When you have money involved, it's so much better than doing a mock draft on Yahoo or ESPN when half the people aren't even there. I may auto-pick every once in a while, but it's not. <laughs> we forgive you. But, no, it's what you said is true. I mean, you know, if you do a mock-up on, on Yahoo, there's there's really nothing to that. There's no one's really winning or losing anything with that. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. People that 
have something to lose when you're doing these best ball drafts. Uh, you can consider that like a true ADP where guys that are actually spending money on a, on a draft are taking players. All right, let's count down and hit the button. These, these, these guys are chomping at the bits. I appreciate you guys. Make sure you hit that like button too on the stream. Um, I'm going to count down from five, Steve. Are you ready? Let it rip. Five, four, three, two, one. Enter. Let's go. Oh, waiting on seven. I think we're going to get everybody in on this one. Beautiful. Yeah, let's go, guys. Fill it up. Fill it up. Fill it up. Open. Two spots. One spot. One. And that's it. All right, baby. I'm dialed in. Ready for some week six, uh, 17 correlation. Oh, awesome. Looks like oh, we got quite a few questions in with here. The second spot. Filthy in the house. Who else is in here? Got uh, Derek DBO 68 at the three. Uh, where are you, Steve? Oh, I see Filthy at the 1.9. Ooh, Filthy's right after me. I'm going to see if I can't uh, snipe him, but then he's going to end up sniping me on the way back. This ought to be fun. This ought to be fun. Scout it. If you if you're out if you're out there in the chat and you're in our draft, let us know. We will be playing against each other for the first 14 weeks in this tournament, Steve. This is super flex. I love this format. They just took off one wide receiver. So now it's two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, one flex, and then the super flex. So you can start that second quarterback on a weekly basis, uh, which is beautiful because you don't have to worry about waiver wire. You don't have to worry about roster start sit decisions in this. It's just the draft, man. And then you set it and forget it. You draft your team and they'll optimize it for you every week. That's, I mean, it's just doesn't get any better than, than best ball. You know, Andy, what I started doing that I didn't realize you could do until recently is when the draft is over, you can actually rename it. So, Last year, when I was trying to look at my winning sheets, and I, I wasn't able to necessarily discern like where that draft happened or who was in it, but uh, you can rename it like uh, June twenty June twenty ninth live stream, so you know like you know when when you did it and if it was like on uh, with the Discord or with the YouTube community or whatever. That's a that's a great point. I saw that little feature. So shout out to Jeremiah Goodman, man. Welcome to the quest. Glad to have you in this draft with us. Jeremiah finally made it to one. He is Emphia. Just drafted Joe Burrow at the 1.4. All quarterbacks still. Mahomes, Kurtz, Allen, Burrow, Lamar Jackson at the 5. Oh, yeah. At what point? Justin Fields at the six. Do you pivot and start taking wide receivers? Like, I mean, I'm <laughs> legitimately, legitimately torn here between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Jefferson. I feel like I've got to go Justin Jefferson because he's a guy who could put up 30 fantasy points a game. You know, like there is a there is a very clear path with how bad the Vikings defense is and how fast they play on offense that they could that Justin Jefferson can go over 2000 receiving yards this year. And in which case he's going to be putting up 25 to 30 fantasy points a game. 
Like nobody can nobody can really cover that guy. They can try and slow him down. But he's still just you know, he's still gonna just go go up over him and like I felt like I had to pivot there. And look, Filthy pivoted too. He went he went Jamar Chase. <laughs> but it gets thin quick. Like you it, pivoted it Christian McCaffrey at eleven. I mean, we're already at the we're, the QB ones are gone. Like Dak Prescott, okay. Now, what were your options? Who did you take Dak over? Uh, there was Kelsey, Cup, Tyreek Hill, all kind of there. So I figure that he's kind of like a fringe tier one when he's healthy. So that was kind of what what edged me towards that. Although, I mean, could you be wrong taking Cup? with your second pick not at all i mean it here's the thing is these these super flexes are like uh the wild wild west man you you really have no clue and they're still relatively new this i think is the first super flex of the off season here at least on mm -hmm. underdog so there's some people that are maybe just doing these for the first time so you're going to see picks just all over the place Filthy is playing with fire. He fades quarterback rounds one and two. Goes Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup right uh, behind me here. Oh, I, I, I got to get a quarterback, and I'm going to go ahead and reach a few spots on him to stack. I'm going to go ahead and take those elite Minnesota Vikings points. They're playing the Packers in week 17, so I'll probably uh, try and try and bring this back with, like, whether it's um, well, let's see where. What's the ADP of a guy like Aaron Jones? So sixty-eight point five. So I'll go ahead and star him up. I don't have to take him now. <laughs> Basically, can uh, take a detour here. But uh, he will be on my radar as a bring back. Or, um, eh, in fact. Steve, what I could do is go ahead and star up like Christian Watson. Go ahead and star him up 59.7. He's going to be in that same exact range. I can go ahead and star up um, Romeo Dobbs. We we're just talking about him. Late stick, you dog. What do you think? Oh, Jared Goff. My homie. The shirt's coming for you, Steve. Is it? Oh, He's man. be wearing a custom-made Quest shirt at the National. Oh, uh, I speaking of which, I got I to gotta get with Late Stick. I got to get with my man Late Stick. If anybody else on the Quest is going, send me an email, and I'll, I'll get you a shirt before you go. Um, and I can customize it with, like, custom text if you want a, a number on the back or – uh, some custom text. Steve's going to have some custom text on the back of his. I'm going to leave it up. It's going to be a surprise. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Steve NFL says he bought a Roquan Smith tricolor prism out of 99 for eight bucks. Is that the uh, select? I think I have that. Is it the red, white, and blue select? I appreciate you, Filthy. We're getting pretty thin at quarterback already. 
this is what scares the crap out of me in these super flex drafts, man. Derek, though, he faded it. Uh, he went digs Devontae Adams. I guess you got to ask yourself, like, points per game. What are we looking at here? I guess I can go ahead. Man, I love me some Nick Chubb. I do. I think I'm going to go ahead with a balanced build here. I love me some Nick Chubb this year. And let's see what their week 17 matchup is. I can't remember. I, I, I can remember some of them, but still we're going to Jets, Jets, Browns. All right. I like that, man. It, I'm sure. Huh? No, he's probably not gone. He's all is not gone. We're going to go ahead and start him up. That would be crazy if the Jets bring in Cook. I just I can't see it. I think it that's smoke. I I can see the Patriots bringing him in though. I would think it, I would thought the Patriots were more into a guy like Fournette. But I think so too. You know, but I could see uh, Cook in, is a better runner at this point in his career than Fournette is. Fournette's a better pass catcher though. But I guess Ramadre is a pretty good pass catcher, and so is Pierre Strong. So maybe they are looking for a better between-the-tackles runner, and that would be Cook. So, But nobody nobody wants to give Cook the money that he wants. He wants like 10 mil for one year. And it's just I, – yeah. I feel like Leonard Fournette would be a good fit for the Pats. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> yeah, I agree. He he's he's just gotta you know get back in shape. <laughs> it wants my shirt to say "Auto Pick Andy" on the back. <laughs> uh, pick forty-one. Oh man! So this is this is very tempting, but Guys. I think I'm gonna. Oh man! But T Higgins is out here too, so. Do you go Brees Hall or T Higgins? I'm going to go with the upside play here with Brees Hall coming into form towards the end of the season. And they're playing – did I get it? Yeah, I got it. They're playing the Browns in week 17. So, Guys, give him some credit. It's four rounds in and he hasn't auto-picked yet. You got to credit yeah, where credit I'm starting guys up. Look, I, I've got week 17 correlation and bringbacks. I've already got a stack. I mean, I think I'm doing pretty damn good at this point, man. I, I don't have a second quarterback, which scares the living crap out of me. But maybe I maybe I get lucky and get Jordan Love and hope and pray that he's not a bust. Before I forget, uh, Steven – Asked about the Roke one. I think it's a good buy. I have that card. I might even have two or three copies of that card, but I have a pretty pretty big Roquan PC. Oh, Najee. 47. I think that's a good value. 47. You know, I just have I I mean, okay, so this is the thing, Steve. Najee's really gonna have to this is the year for him, man. If he does not kick his efficiency into an, into the next gear, 
I don't think people are going to be really going back to that well, man. He was super old coming out. He was, what, like 24 coming out? So he's already, like, going to be 26 this year. It's just crazy. In his third year, obviously first-round capital, so he could be uh, in in Pittsburgh for the next two years at least, maybe three, maybe, yeah. They could, he could go up to five years with the uh, franchise tag, uh, the fifth-year option. So, man, uh, I'm going to be screwed on wide receiver, aren't I? Oh, that's Mathia. You got him. Got him. Jeremiah, you got him. What's Derek doing? Josh Allen, Diggs, Adams, Andrews, Metcalf. And you guys are you, know, you guys are quick, yeah. man. This thing is very few people taking the timer down here. Except for me. That's all right. That's what it's there for. Thirty seconds is not long. I have to go Kenny Pickett here, bro. I don't know what else to do. Steve and I am a Bears fan, hundred percent. Filthy on the clock. Let's see where he's going. It's a great pick. Jerryeth Judith. Oh, you know I love me some Deontay at value though, Steve. Hey, and uh, there's our boy Jalen Warren, the Muth, uh, Allen Rob, old Dusty Allen Robinson, Steve. Who are the Steelers playing in Week 17? I forget. Hey, Sean's in the chat. What's up, man? What's up? Yo, Jonathan Taylor cards. I know he's pumped because he's been adding some really nice Jonathan Taylor cards to his collection because Jonathan Taylor's values uh, have been down. So I, I think Jonathan Taylor is definitely one of those guys who's set up. He could exceed expectations of Anthony Richardson. Can... Ooh, nice pick on the Hawkinson guy. Seahawks. I was thinking about that. You know, uh, this is going to be something I have never done in any of my best ball sheets so far, but gambling time. Ready for it? Let's go. What you doing? We gambling. Oh, we gambling now. Joe Mixon. If he does not get in legal trouble, man, that is a value. Oh, filthy sniped Aaron Jones from me. Thanks, buddy. Let's well, solid, man. Filthy's got Cup and Stafford. That's a hell of a combo. Drake London or Terry McLaurin or DJ Moore. Let's see. T Mac. I went with McLaurin. Uh, he does have the and see. I've got the. I've got the. And I could always go with Sam Howell as my week seventeen. It could also go with Brissett. I hate to uh, handcuff, but I, I really don't know who's going to be starting there. <laughs> 
especially towards the end of the season when Ron Rivera is about to get fired. And he may get pretty desperate, Steve. Uh, now, they are playing the 49ers in Week 17. I know this. I know this. Let's test my knowledge. Yes, the 49ers are playing at the Commanders. So, Did you see that, and this is I, – I, part of me wants to not laugh, but I have to laugh, that they might actually have to change their team name again? Get out of here. Yeah. Why? I mean, imagine buying merch – and then buying merch, and then buying merch, only to then buy merch for the fourth year in a row. Oh I'd my gosh! I'd be quite yeah, happy. yeah. So filthy says he paid it forward. He got somebody sniped Mixon from him, so he sniped Aaron Jones from me. Oh, I see. We blame it on Sam Witt. He started the sniping train there. Sam Witt sniped Mixon, so Filthy had to snipe Aaron Jones. So then I had to snipe – well, no, nobody's got Sam House. I'm not really sniping Terry McLaurin. I'm just taking him at value. Kitmo takes Sam Howe. Shant, I am definitely hyped for the Bears, man. It's 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 going to be interesting. It's going to be a mixed bag. It's going to be a mixed bag, but you're going to see at least some moments of greatness, I think, this year. It better be week one, man. I'm about to buy me some Justin Fields cards at the National. That That is so. going to be the probably most sought-after player uh, this July at the National. The question is, do you think I could trade one rated rookie, Jalen Hurts, for how many rated rookie Justin Fields? Can I get – I can at least get two, right? At current value, I, I think that's about right. Yeah. I'm just wondering if there's like a dealer who's got like a box of these for Justin Fields. Like I've got now a box of these for Jalen Hurts. I've got a box of these for Jonathan Taylor too. But Sean's got like gold vinyls and national treasures <laughs> out of two over there. He's got the – there's a reason why he's Jonathan Taylor cards. But I think that's not a bad bad idea when you've got like 22 of these things. Take a couple of them to the Nationals, see if I could trade them for a couple uh, a, a couple Justin Fields. All right, what do we have? Pick 80. Does anybody kind of meet my profile here? I could go Tyler Lockett. Go... The guy on the board, Andy, I'm surprised he didn't grab there. Oh, Filthy got him, though. That's Ooh. the guy I thought you were going for. Filthy Who'd got Filthy him. Get? Deontay Johnson. Oh, Deontay. <laughs> Dude, was he on my sheet? Yeah. He's, uh, oh, he's, your, he's You have his quarterback, too. I only have 30 seconds, though, Steve. I only have 30 <laughs> seconds, man. Star him up. Star up your Pittsburgh Steelers, man. And see, the thing is, I did have him start up, I think, but I was looking at ADP to try and find who was at the best value on my sheet. And I do remember that the um, the Seahawks are playing the Steelers. So I was thinking Tyler Lockett is the bring back to the Kenny Pickett play. So I guess I'm going to have to go Pickens and hope Pickens has the spike week or maybe, um, 
yeah, I'm going to have to go Pickens. He's probably not going to make it back for me. And I, Pickens is not a guy I want to reach on. So I'm going to I'm end up having to take somebody else now. I think Deontay's going to have a nice year. I do, too. I do, too. I could see George Pickens having a very Gabe Davis-esque type year, which a lot of people say Gabe Davis never sprained his ankle last year would have been better. I don't know. I don't know, man. I think it was always going to be decent. I mean, I think he's a 1,000-yard max. That's like high end, you know, for him. But I only have two running backs, Steve. And I'm looking at guys like David Montgomery sitting there. Ooh, that juicy. looks super juicy. Although I do want somebody to stack with Pickens. It might end up being um, – I, I, I really don't want to reach. I'm not even opposed to taking a Swift. But I've been taking Montgomery pretty much in that spot every time. I just love the situation for Montgomery this year. That line is so good. And David Montgomery has proven to be way more durable with an all-purpose skill set. I, I know it's been a top 12 pick on Gibbs. Clearly going to use him. I'm just hoping to use him more in the passing game. It's going to be really interesting. I don't think you're looking at like 18 touchdowns like Jamal Williams had. But... I could easily see spike big spike games from Montgomery where he's putting up three touchdowns, you know, and and a hundred yards on the ground. No, for sure. I I I think that hands down, this is the best line he's ever played behind. Oh yeah, and and that's and, and, and the best offense he's ever played in too. So it's very interesting. Yeah, and he's been as efficient as he's been behind a bad offensive line his entire career. And now he gets a true elite line, run-blocking line. So I'm excited to see what he can actually what he can actually do. I mean, they, they, they've got him on a pretty big contract too. So I think he's going to catch some passes. I think he's going to probably catch about 30 passes. I think double-digit touchdowns. And yeah, look, So look at you're his- looking at – I was going to say, look at his receiving efficiency. If you look at the number of passes thrown his way and the number of catches, it's it's really close if you round up to like the high 90%. So he's an amazing mm-hmm. receiver. Doesn't get the credit for it, but uh, he really is. He's a guy that a lot of people criticize as being good at a lot of things but not great at anything. I got to really disagree with that, honestly. Yeah, I find myself he's just his value his value compared to the upside that he presents now is is nice. I think it's just there's a lot of rookie hype and it's a number 12 overall pick for Gibbs. I get it. That's that's big, you know. Uh, he's going to factor in obviously, but I mean, it's today's NFL. We uh Cow- Lions Cowboys, okay. Cowboys. You know what that means. You're going to take a, a super late uh, Zeke Elliott or maybe Michael Gallup. Zeke? 
What if what if Zeke went to the Patriots? It's there's possible. Still, but there's still no I, known destination yeah. for him at this point. Who knows? He could end up back on the Cowboys, realistically. I that's what I think. I think he ends up back on the Cowboys. Just takes a much reduced pay. Paycheck. Oh man, I can't let Pacheco slide any more than this. Dang. I gotta lock this guy down. Sorry, I got to. Got to lock. I mean, Pacheco, he just runs so angry. Like, he always runs so fierce, man. Like, somebody just beat up his mama or something, you know? <laughs> Stole his lunch money. And then that Chiefs offense, they, they, they get him going. Like, his vision wasn't great, but he really didn't get a whole lot of playing time in college, from what I understand. So it's like he's he's raw, you know, he's like a raw piece of clay and they're molding him. But he clearly is their RB1. And for an RB1 for the Chiefs with that kind of explosiveness to go this late, I'm sorry. Like, that is money, dude. He even caught 13 passes last year, Steve. Who do I want here? And they're playing the Bengals in week 17. So you know what that means. We're about to go Bengals. Oh, yeah. I'll start up Tyler Boyd. I'm not opposed to the late Irv Smith. Uh, I like Chase Brown. Yeah, there we go. All right, we're at 113. Man, and Tony's out there. This this upside out out on the on the table, bro. I just can't turn it down. I can't turn it down, man. I'm hunting. I'm hunting for thirty fantasy point spike weeks. These yeah, are the guys. I mean, the, it, I, it, there's no doubt about it that he's got some injury risk, but. He's got wide receiver one upside simply because he's in the offense he's in. I mean, you saw some of the games he had even with the Giants before he got hurt. So could be intriguing. I mean, if he plays – Yeah. I think if he plays eight games, he's worth the ADP, honestly. Why did he slide – uh, 11 picks pass a uh, nine picks pass ADP. Is this just because of the super flex format? Maybe. Oh, uh, who ended up getting them? Let's see. You got them at one thirteen. You got, so I think yeah. maybe, yeah. Uh, Kidmo had Mahomes, so maybe he would have taken them at one twenty. maybe, or, and wouldn't have taken them at 97. That could have, that could be why. Ah, and you see what happened. Kitmo went quarterback, prior to his quarterback, got Bijan on the 2-3 the turn there, and then he hammered wide receivers with Higgins, Ridley, Ayuk. Oh, he would have 100% gotten him, but I can't let Kadarius Tony slide that far when he's like he's like a premium spike week player, you know? Uh, and, and we got Sean out there to to confirm that. 
And now, just for the record, he did put up only 171 receiving yards last year. And uh, DJ Moore. And uh, DJ Moore put up how many, Steve? <laughs> he put up 888 in his worst year of his career because he's playing <laughs> with a bunch of nobodies at quarterback. At, uh, you know, a busted Baker. DJ Walker. DJ uh, <laughs> Walker, you know. Still put up 888 receiving yards, 17 games. Am I seeing this right? Nice. Uh, Jamison Williams. All right, we gotta we gotta get moving here before I get auto picked at at 128. Oh, check 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 it out, my guy Tyler Boyd. But Bink. Hey, the Q the queue up system worked out for me right there. That's what I was trying to do before. Panny. I have totally faded the tight end position in this draft. We'll see how that works out for us. Although Evan Ingram just went at 110. So there is definitely tight end talent out there. Still, lots of it. I mean, tight end is one of those things where it's like, it's just such a wasteland after Kelsey. I mean, there's even, I guess you could say Mark Andrews. That's Lamar's boy. So, I mean, that, that's pretty safe. And Kittle's got some spike weeks for sure in him. But, man, it's just so tough to get consistency at the tight end position after that. It's a, it's a crapshoot, man. I don't. I think Darren Waller, if healthy, he he could be a really consistent play. I mean, a guy, he's already been lighting it up in camp too. I mean, he's a he's a freak. He's a mismatch nightmare, just like Kyle Pitts, you know. Kyle Pitts. Right. Uh, do you think Kyle Pitts? I think he definitely has a better year. Do you think he goes back to rookie form though? That's a good question. Um, gotta go, Romeo Dobbs. Dubs. Uh, how many receivers do I have now? Six. I probably need to slow slow down our receivers. And get some other guys. Let's see, Derek said went tight end heavy this draft. Let's see. Derek Scott. Damn. He wasn't lying. Andrews, Kittle, Pitts. He took. He took Andrews, Kittle, Pitts. Yeah, my my short uh short answer is Yes. What filthy do with the homer pick with Rashad Penny at one twenty nine? Let's see. Let's let's look at this roster for Scaladesi. Christian McCaffrey. He's at the one dot eleven. Christian McCaffrey. Dak Prescott. Then Tony Pollard, okay, love it. Ramadre, 
at 38, coming back in the fourth. Then and then he has to go the long distance, gets Debo. Then Brock Purdy stacked there. Then Mac Jones at 83 for his third quarterback. Then Marquise Brown. Brandon Cooks after waiting a while in the ninth. Evan Ingram at 110 is tied in. And Juju Smith-Schuster at 131. And Elijah Mitchell, you dog. I actually had Elijah Mitchell on my on my radar. I think a lot of people forgot how good he is. And uh, you got to know that, you know, you could make the argument that it was a bad pick because I have McCaffrey already. But he's going to get work either way. They love to run the ball, and they're definitely not going to run McCaffrey into the ground. Yeah. He took Kincaid. Oh, man. What in the world is that guy doing over there? I guess I got to take a tight end. (laughs) I was going to say, what is the... Things getting crazy around here, man. What what is the most... How many tight ends can you theoretically start, given the nature of this league? Is it three? Three, but it's it's not a tight end premium. Unless right. I miss something. Unless there's something that uh, Derek knows that we don't. But it, no, it's half point PPR. And the roster is one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, one super flex, one flex. So you could start up to three tight end. So I think the the ideal build is going to be somewhere. We do have two extra rounds in this draft, um, more than well, like the best ball mania. So you can actually build a three three quarterback, five running back, seven wide receiver, and still have five tight ends. So yeah, okay, I I I could see why drafting so many tight ends like we still have six rounds to go so i think it probably is optimal to have three tight ends and at least three quarterbacks in this format don't you do it filthy don't you do it man no he's not gonna do it he can't do it that's 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 the perfect pick that's the perfect pick at that ADP. He's a value and he's got the stack. So Brissett. Yeah. yeah, his I was afraid that I would love to like hopefully people would fade him and he comes back to me in the next round, but with his ADP at 158, I'm afraid that the Dotson, the Antonio Gibson drafter, the Brian Robinson drafter is gonna gonna take Brissett or just someone who needs quarterback. And I need, like, I don't have Pickett stacked with anybody, so now at least I have Brissett stacked with Terry McLaurin, who honestly, if you look at how Brissett threw the ball for Cleveland last year, would be better for Terry McLaurin than Sam Howell, who's more likely to tuck it and run it, you know? Uh, Terry McLaurin, if you give him enough time, the guy's going to get open. He's going to make big plays, 
and Jacoby Brissett. I, I actually would be very interested to see Jacoby Brissett start for the uh, Commanders. I think he would be very good for the wide receivers on that team. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. He was money last year in Cleveland with Amari uh, Cooper. Under and undervalued and underappreciated with how efficient yeah. he was. Derek golden Stanton. rule, Steve. What's that? The golden rule, Steve, is to have a Chicago Bears running back in every every draft you do. Honestly, I I think that I <laughs> I think that I just about do, especially because there's no clear cut guy yet. So taking one of three possibilities puts you in a position for a good week at some point throughout the year, maybe for multiple even. Yeah. You can take Roshan Johnson's Stroup, but it doesn't matter, man, because Deontay Foreman's coming to me. <laughs> man, Elijah's been like rapid fire every time he gets on the clock, bro. Um, no, nah, I don't want Will Levis. I want I want Deontay Foreman. Just got a golden rule, man. Got to have Bears running back in every draft. Now I got five. RBs, three quarterbacks, six wide receivers, one tight end. Gotta start loading up at tight ends, brother. Look how many tight ends are out there that could still have spike weeks. You know? Yeah, I had to do it. I, I got that's my position. I have the least amount of depth at right now. Yeah, you and me both. Oh, solid pick, man. I mean, he's the guy that's got the chemistry and the experience with the coaching staff. And by the way, a big, big ass contract, you know, in Buffalo, Dawson Knox. So. And they, they don't have a defined role yet for Kincaid. So I still think that, you know, right, uh, the tight end group as a whole is probably on Buffalo is probably looking at a 15% targets. So, you know, split that between Kincaid and Knox. And there you go. Target rate, target, target share. 12.8%, so 13%, 11.7% in the red zone. So 7% for Kincaid now, if they split it. There's still some spike games left over for Knox. Yeah. And it oh, Sam Witt did it again. He just sniped Filthy with Kenneth Gamewell. Now he's forced to get Cordero Patterson. Not bad. You know, Ezekiel Elliott time. I still think Andy that they're going to use Kincaid as a slot receiver on occasion, as well as in two tight end sets. So, I just didn't. I just let. I just let it auto pick. I just. I just reached like two rounds on Noah Fant. Whatever, he's super athletic. He's on Seattle. It's a good offense. 
Whatever. Derek, Steve took Knox from me. That's all right. You took about four tight ends from me at this point. Seriously, did he just did he just <laughs> say you sniped a tight end from him after he's got one, two, three, four tight ends? <laughs> Bro's got issues. Hey, hey, filthy! You know what's interesting about Patterson is uh, they're planning on using him as a receiver and a running back. I mean, more so than in previous years, they won't have to rely on rely on him as a runner as much. Let him do what he's best at, and that's receiving. He's definitely not and, he's not cooked, man. He's got he's got some gas left in Yeah. And let let him be like that short A dot guy, you know? Drake London, the intermediate guy, Kyle Pitts, the intermediate deep guy, and Cordell Patterson. I mean, it's it's just insane if Desmond Ritter can just just meet expectations. Just get a C in the class, you know, just a C, just an average quarterback. He's gonna he's gonna do well in that offensive system now. I mean, it's insane, dude. They have the easiest schedule this year. They have the number seventh ranked offensive line. They've got insane weapons. I mean, just just be decent, dude. Just be decent. Yeah, when man. you're getting them, when you're getting them this late too, man, it's it's a great value for a guy that could have some pretty big weeks. K. Blake Jones goes with the Mayo man, Will Levis, at one ninety eight. Mechie. Okay. Where are we at? Oh, did somebody take Jasicki? Yeah, I got him last round. Oh, you did? Well, I don't really need wide receiver, but I guess we're going to take Paris Campbell. I kind of like his value here. That, yeah. He, he fell below ADP, Andy, which, as you saw, is the opposite of the trend we just discussed. Yeah, but this is super flex. So I'm wondering if uh, the ADP okay. – it's it definitely – it changes it up so it much does. whenever, like, your first, uh, your first three rounds are just littered with quarterbacks because of the super flex element. Oh. I kind of want to just do another super flex because this one's filling up fast. And we have um, – so much time on the weekly winners. There's, it's going to be a massive player pool. I kind of want to do another Chihuahua. Oh man, I, mean, I got stymied. I I had Pierre Strong queued up, so I just got stymied there. I'm going to have to go with my emergency pick. Your emergency backup pick, Sam Darnold. I got a I got a handcuff Purdy just in case he's not ready to start the year. Filthy went with the Mike White at two oh one. Could be the uh, could be the pick of the draft if Tua is out due to another concussion. So hopefully you guys have been buying Mike White rookie cards. Take a take a twenty dollar bill out of your next paycheck and go buy you a Mike White optic hollow or a, I don't know what are what are Mike White's um 
what are Mike White's rookie autos going for these days? I have not checked in on those in a while. What are we at here? 209? So we got, we're at the end of the, you're in the 18th. So there's two more rounds after this. Screw you, Derek. I'm taking Hayden Hurst. I know you wanted him. Just loading up on tight ends over there. Hey, Kyle Trask is still out there. Is Baker Mayfield still out there? Clayton Toon's out there. Bailey Zappi. Winston. Minshew. Heineke. Ritter better watch out, man. Heineke can play decent. He's scrappy little dude. The run on tight ends just now, man. Late rounds tight ends. Mayer, Likely, Wood, Jelani Woods, Trey McBride. Love me some Trey McBride. Stack him with Clayton Toon, man. You got to think about you know, who their pass catchers are going to be. If you remember, Andy, the last, what was it, two or three games, Ertz was out and he started. He actually had some really nice games. He um, he was a very productive tight end in college, and he got second-round draft capital, so it's not like he didn't do bad. At, at uh, He went to college at Colorado State, and the guy was – incredibly productive like put up 1100 receiving yards in 2021 at colorado state 34 percent target share so if 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 push comes to shove they could just throw it to this dude who's 6'4 245 and can run a four a four five six you know since we're on the topic i'll let you make your pick first but there's something i wanted to show I just happen to have this sitting on All my right. desk. I for completely forgot about it. 224. What do we got here? 224. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Miko Hardman. I don't know. I just go with. Hey, is your boy Tim Patrick? I don't really. I don't think I need any more wide receivers, though. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I guess I could have gone Tim Patrick. You have Greg Dolchich, too, from Denver. I got six running backs, too. Three quarterbacks. I might as well add on a, a Zappy or something, a Clayton Tune here at the end. Maybe, or maybe my guy, Kate Otten. Here in, I like Otten. He's got a pretty pretty good last uh, week 17. Yeah. Too. I might go with the – because I waited so long on tight end, I might as well go with the fourth tight, fourth tight end, man. We got two rounds left. I think I, I think I'm on my last pick. I think I only got yeah, I only got one pick left, brother. Last round. Right, might as well keep and the we synergy. Flew, we flew through this one, so I think I gotta, we do another one of these. What's yeah. what say you? Always, man. Always down. I went with the synergy. I went with the Deuce Fawn. That's gonna be a couple spike week games potentially. Linebackers won't even be able to see him behind the line there. Yes, sir. Rhino. Wait, Rhinoverse and Ryan Haslip. I think that's the same person. Confusing me, man. Or did you just change your, your thing? 
Um, but yeah, let's do another. Oh yeah, that's right. He's probably got his personal account and his uh, his actual channel account. Uh, that is uh, Ryan from Ryan's Store Review on Monday nights. Yeah, let's do another one. Let's do another one of these. Uh, well, here, Andy, this is what I, I wanted to show this bad boy off. What is that? Yeah, buddy. Trey McBride Eye Black. Trey McBride Eye Black? Yeah. Nice. And I haven't took the painter's tape off this one, but Sean would appreciate. Andy, you'd probably appreciate this too. Little JT pen pails I picked up recently. Nice. Got to get in while his uh, while his stock is still down. All right, that is uh, well, we got a couple picks left. Uh, let me let me run down the the rosters real quick for uh, Derek. Let's go late stick first. He was in the two hole. Jalen Hurts money at one dot two. Amon Ross St. Brown coming back. Well, uh, getting that premium wide receiver top tier. Jared Goff immediately stacks him in round three. Then gets Najee in round four. And then goes Amari Cooper in round five. Christian Kirk in round six. Miles Sanders round seven. Now Carolina, Jordan Addison round eight. George Pickens round nine. Pat Fryermuth staying on that Steelers train in round 10. Then goes Brian Robinson. A little bit of a homer pick there, I think, for late stick in round 11. Rondale Moore, they got to throw somebody there, man. Talk about Trey McBride late. Round 12, Tank Bigsby, 13, KJ Osborne, Sam Laporta in 15, Ezekiel Elliott, Colt McCoy, Trey McBride, Kareem Hunt, Daneric Prince, the rookie for Kansas City in the final round. Derek gets Bailey Zappi in the final round. Let's see what Derek did. Josh Allen. Stefan Diggs, immediate stack. Then he goes Devontae Adams at uh, the third round. The Raiders are playing the Colts in week 17. So let's see what he went, what he did from there. Then he goes Mark Andrews at pick number four. Or yeah, yeah, pick number four. The Ravens. Dolphins, Dolphins, Ravens, love that Week 17 matchup there. Dolphins are Deacon definitely Metcalf. much weaker on the road. Yeah. And Deacon, last Deacon. year when they played Baltimore was just a nuclear match. Then he goes DK Metcalf in five, George Kittle in six, Kyle Pitts in seven, JSN in eight. That was a, uh, a bring back right there. Because the Seahawks, Seahawks, Steelers. Oh, wait. No, I was going to bring back. So, yeah, Seahawks for the Steelers. Oh, yeah, I don't know. What I'm looking at. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, round nine, stack with Devontae. James Cook, round 10. AJ Dillon, round 11. 
Khalil Herbert, round 12. Dalton Kincaid, 13. Singletary, 14. Raheem Mostert, Chuba Hubbard, Marvin Mims, Jalen Hyatt, Devonta Parker, Bailey Zappi in the final round. Steve, Mathia here. Our guy Jeremiah goes Joe Burrow, A.J. Brown, Garrett Wilson, Devonta Ooh. Smith. Love that trio of wide receivers he took after Joe Burrow. That's pretty sick. And then follows it up with Jordan Love, sniped, uh, sniped Jordan Love. J.K. Dobbins in round six. Love that. Dallas Goddard in seven. DeAndre Swift in eight. Rashad White in nine. Najoku, 10. Jamison Williams, 11. Jalen Warren in 12. Kendra Miller, 13. Adam Thielen, 14. Jerome Ford, 15. Musgrave in 16. Curtis Samuel, Jelani Woods, Kyle Trask, Gardner Minshew to uh, add two more QBs at the very end. Man, solid draft from Athea there. I, I, I really like that draft he had. Andy, you came out the gate swinging, man. I mean, Cousins, Jefferson, that's kind of where you want to be there. Yeah. I came out swinging with that stack. You know that the day this launched, or the second day of uh, Superflex, Cousins' ADP was 40-something. So look how fast his ADP is going up. That's crazy, man. Well, you know, I guess maybe I reached on him. His ADP at 22.3. But you got to differentiate yourself a little bit, and you got to go for your guy. He's not going to come all the way back to me. No, he's not. You know? No, you did what you He's had not to do. Come right back to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. Heck no. He's gonna throw for five thousand over five thousand yards this year. You know, it's like, and then Chubb, like I love that upside on Chubb, Brees Hall in the fourth, Kenny Pickett. I was like, man, I I, I got to get some quarterback that's I got some uh, dual threat capability there. His quarterbacks were just just pretty much decimated by that point. Although you still have like guys like CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Ritter, Mac, Purdy, and Howell that all went after Pickett. But I'm not going to complain. Uh, McLaurin, uh, Tyler Lockett, David Montgomery, Pacheco, Kadarius Tony, Tyler Boyd, Romeo Dobbs, Greg Dolchich was my first tight end in 13, Brissett, Foreman. Noah Fant, Paris Campbell at 217, Hayden Hurst, Malik Davis, Clayton Toon at the very end, which I think was an auto pick. <laughs> I mean, he's a collector. He could theoretically play the whole year. You never know. I mean, he'll start yeah, the season most true. likely, but. That's true. Filthy collector right after me, faded quarterback early, went Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup round one and two, and then goes. Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford to make up for it, which he got one stack with Stafford and Cup, and then Rodgers, and then he goes Kenneth Walker in five. Love that. Aaron Jones in six, which he was going to do mixing, um, but went with an arbitrage Aaron Jones. And then Deontay Johnson, uh, who I who I guess I should have gotten at uh, at 80. And I let him go. I let him slip thinking that he would come back to me. And he was on my sheet. That was a miss right there. I, I should have drafted Deontay. Sorry I put you in that position, Filthy. 
Uh, Darren Waller, 88. Then he gets Trey Lance. He got Trey Lance. He went Trey Lance at 105. I missed this. He, what, what, what was he doing there? What happened there? Did somebody hack his computer temporarily to draft Trey Lance? No, he also went Mike White, Taylor Heineke. So he went on a little backup sniping spree there. Quarterback carousel. You got to, at that carousel. point, yeah, at that point, you just got to hope one of the dart throw QBs, you know, plays a couple games this year. Javante, uh, Rashad Penny. Nice little spike week. Guys laid on. Lazard, Higby, Jefferson, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Cordell Patterson, Mike White, Hunter Renfro, Miko Hardman, Taylor Heineke. I think he was just kind of picking best player available, it seemed like, after after the Trey Lance pick. I think it threw him off, man. I think it would throw him off. He was forced to take Deontay Johnson. He never wanted to. You got your guy, oh, man. Sorry. Hold, uh, all right, Hitman, final roster rundown real quick before we go to another one. Christian McCaffrey for you at the – this is in the 11 hole. Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott, which I, that's, a, that's an interesting pick, Steve. You think Dak Prescott's – obviously you think he's going to outperform Kirk Cousins this year. Or was it just like a thought that maybe you could stack him with somebody later on? Yeah, I, I didn't think that uh, that CD would necessarily make it back to me, but I took a little gamble. And uh, let's see, where did he go? I think he got close. Oh, yeah, he went at the. He did get close. Yeah. But then I, I figured the thing is, is that if you don't have Jefferson, you can get a bulk of the Vikings guys because they're all you know, deeper in the ADP. That same goes for the Dallas roster. So Pollard catches a lot of passes. So I figured I could probably get a him. a lot of passes. I could probably get him if uh, CD didn't work out. Uh, so I guess you're, you're, uh, you're praying that the, the New England Patriots don't draft a, a uh, or pick up a free agent running back that eats into Stevenson's workload too much. Took him at 38 ahead of Brees Hall, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris, Jameer Gibbs, Travis Etienne, and Kenneth Walker. I'm I'm very high on Ramadre this year. Okay. Uh, Debo Samuel at 59. Brock Purdy at 62 to stack. Mac Jones at 83 to stack with Ramadre. Uh, Marquise Brown. Brandon Cooks coming back with another wide receiver to stack with Dak there. There you go. Evan Ingram, first tight end. I love the spike week potential for Ingram. Juju Smith-Schuster, Elijah Mitchell, Michael Gallup, another cowboy. Tyquan Thornton, Dawson Knox, Mike Jasicki, another uh, Patriot there. Now, did you get Mac Jones? Did I say Mac Jones? Yeah, you did get Mac Jones. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, I love so I that got, stack of Mac I got Jones. Juju and Taekwon and Kasiki. So, That's right. And Ramadre, right. I guess, too. Wow. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. And then you add on uh, Darnold in case he starts instead of Purdy, Hunter Henry. Wow, you got both New England tight ends. Like, you're, you're taking that. You know, it's interesting. If you go back and look at Bill O'Brien's um, 2011 as offensive coordinator for the Patriots when Brady had that career year, 
two of his top receivers were Rob Gronkowski Aaron and Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they both went off. Like, they both had insane seasons. So, you look at Jasicki and Hunter Henry are kind of – they're kind of set up this year to have some big years. Uh, Deuce Vaughn and Marvin Jones to round it out in the 20th. Chosen Anderson. Still Gotta go love it. Gotta love Chosen. Not really, but just a great name. All right. One more? I am ready. Let's do it. I'm still going. Get, get us a countdown going, Andy. I know there's a All couple right. people in the chat that are anxiously awaiting the uh, the five-second countdown. Mm. Five, four, three, two, one. Enter. Yes. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, three spots. Three spots. I think we're going to get really lucky this week. I feel like everyone that tried to get in is, is getting in this week. Yeah, I know. We had uh, we had the past couple weeks, it's been like, what the heck, man? It was it was weird. Like only two of us would get into a, a, the draft room. Yeah, I see Mathia. I see Scaladesi. Uh, Derek. Oh, hey, we got Bush Leaguers in the house. I recognize that name. Where are you hiding, Bush Leaguers? Put your pants on. Get ready to draft. <laughs> nice. And Derek at the 11th. Bad mugs at 12. Oh, wow. This is going to be interesting because I've got I, – I am just surrounded. I'm surrounded, man. I, I'm sandwiched. I'm a late stick and Bush Leaguer sandwich, which could be bad because Bush Leaguer doesn't wear pants. So we got a Bush Leaguer's uh, a sandwich. I'm right in the middle at the 1.8, and Derek's at the 111 on that turn. You know Derek's going to be – watch out. He's going to be double tapping. The interesting thing is, uh, you know, these super flex drafts, your, your draft position in the first round is – a lot it does uh change the way you draft a lot more than oh just an afro man 97 he went justin jefferson at the 1.3 instead of all of those quarterbacks available i guess Steve. i that changed my game plan up a little bit there <laughs> wow you went with the chalk play and josh allen yeah, I, I had my, like whoa. I had I had my eyes in a different direction, but uh, I, how do you not do that? I guess so. This this changes everything because look look at the choices of quarterbacks I've got now at the eight. I don't know what Lastic's gonna. Oh, of course he had to go with his man Justin Fields. I, I'm I'm going with Herbert. Like it's no question. This is gonna be a massive bounce back year from Herbert with Kellen Moore. Drafting Quentin Johnson in the first round. Like, Agreed. I mean, there was just so many things that went wrong for Herbert last year, and it was an outlier. And it, it's just, they're going to be playing so fast and aggressive this year. I'm excited. Jamar Chase. Filthy, Filthy said, didn't make it this time. You can have Trey Lance this one. 
We'll save him for Derek. <laughs> we'll, we'll save him for Derek. This one is going to be way different. It, it is weird how this this first round here is already. Like, I never expect to get Herbert at the eight. I expected to be going a Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson there. Bad mugs, double taps wide receiver with Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup. Can't pass up on it. Derek goes Christian McCaffrey at the 11. Bold move. Deshaun Watson, 14. All right. So, Le Chargers uh, are playing the Broncos in week 17. They're also playing the Bills in 16. And I know I'm probably close to an auto pick, so they're playing the Raiders in 15. Oh, no, okay, perfect. Thank you for taking your time, Bush Leaguers. I appreciate that, man. Austin Eckler at 16, so. Oh, man, okay. I'm in a little bit of a decision point here. I'm really tempted to do this. What's it going to be? Oh, I thought I started a guy up. Auto pick in the second round. Who had the over-under on round two, guys? Come on. That's all right. He's going to have a good year. Yeah, I was actually going to change things up and and do – uh, Justin Herbert, Bijan Robinson start. I thought that would be really interesting. Anthony Richardson is just going so high. Strikes again. I was I was really on the fence of Richardson too. Man, I really want to do a Herbert Bijan start. Now I'm a, a Herbert Dak start. I'll be honest. I I think I think I have that pairing and. Quite a few of the uh, the best ball drafts I've done. Thanks, Steve. I think it's a great pairing. I know, but that, but, but it's, it's, it, yeah, it sounds very cookie cutter to me. Like it sounds like a lot of people probably have this. That's the only thing I'm afraid of. <laughs> no, I mean, it's you know, it's gonna after the first two rounds, those are the differentiating picks, right? Realistically. Maybe even the first four rounds, realistically. Good point. Good point. Yeah, you, you, you're right. Who who would Look, you have taken? Who would, point who, who would you have taken otherwise? Bijan Robinson. Okay. Yeah. I was I was gonna swing for the fences with Bijan Robinson there. It just felt right, and I was trying to star him up at the last second. I decided I was actually going to go Anthony Richardson or Bijan Robinson. I was I was going to go with one of the rookies, and I went to star him up, and I guess I just wasn't quick enough. If, if, if you couldn't tell, I, I struggle with the 30-second clock sometimes. Oof. Look at that start, man. That's gnarly, bro. From you. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Pretty happy with that. 
I I was going Burrow with my first pick 100%, but the Justin Jefferson thing just threw me off so hard. Geno Smith from Lightstick. See, I could have gone Anthony Richardson, Jonathan Taylor. I'm gonna make. I'm doing something weird here. <laughs> I start off with three quarterbacks in a row. Sir Goffrey. I'm just gonna start start from the head down, right? I saw the Lions play the Cowboys in Week 17, so I'm just gonna go ahead and start from the head down, and uh, we'll see what what comes back to me. But we'll have we have our quarterbacks figured out. <laughs> Between the three of these guys, Bush Leaguer's not going to pass up on elite running back talent at Jonathan Taylor, but he's got no quarterback, so it's you know it's it's an even trade off there. Bobby Wellington knows what's up. He's he had a from the ten hole. He goes Trevor Lawrence, Tua, and then Daniel Jones. We got some hoarders here. <laughs> Derek goes Derek Carr after he gets Chris Olave in the third for the Saints stack. Nice. Nice. He's also got Deshaun Watson. I guess he's going to hoping that Amari Cooper comes back to him, but if not, he'll have to settle for a, a DPJ or an Elijah Moore or something. Maybe a Njoku. Maybe he starts stacking up tight ends. Maybe this time five or six. Not four ain't good enough. Uh, Pollard just went off the board at 39. Great value there. Bobby Wellington got a nice little nice little steal there. Bush Leaguers goes Ramadre. Triple. Oh, man. You guys are putting me in a tight spot, bro. How do I say no to T. Higgins or Devonta Smith here? That'd be hard to do. Derrick Henry, too. Screw my life. I had to go with the big man, the king, two picks past ADP. They are playing the Texans in Week 17. The Texans? Are you kidding me? Derrick Henry against the Texans in the sunset of his of his prime. Like that should be money. So torn here. Be stuck with a bunch of wide receiver twos though. All right, let's just go over here. Late sticks, a no-brainer with T. Higgins. Uh, Mathia, Josh Jacobs at 44. Late, uh, Scaladesi, Matt Stafford, 45. Who is the Cooper Cup? Oh, that was Bad Mugs. Sorry, Bad Mugs. You got sniped, son. 
Afro Man, Kenny Pickett, 46. Jordan Love at, at uh, 47. DJ Weck. Jay Peterson, 48. Starting with Mahomes, Kelsey Stack. Then CeeDee Lamb, Devonta Smith, Joe Mixon. To, as a bring back to the KC. Nice start for Jay Peterson, 48, but he's also in the one hole, so gets a little advantage there on the start. But I'm surprised that Kelsey fell all the way back to him. We were just talking about him, so why not? Let's go here. Najee at 52. Your first running back in the fifth round. Jameer Gibbs to Mathia. Nice pick, man. Nobody wants to ever let anybody slide back to me. Just slide on back to me. Come on, late stick. Let me slide me over some value, brother. What are you letting slide? Amari Cooper? Okay. Well, I think it's pretty easy. I'm on the uh, I'm on the Keenan Allen train. Love Another it, Keenan Allen. Yeah, right, right, right on cue with the Herbert. Who who am I gonna bring back with the Broncos? Do it, Judy. Dante, P. Ryan, Mims, Tim Patrick. There's all kinds of guys out there. Let's see, Let's see where Derek goes with the 5.11 here. I think he wanted to go Amari Cooper, but now he's going with a third quarterback in Bryce Young. They're going down to Jacksonville for week 17. Where's all your uh, week 17 correlations at? Not there yet, huh? So it's pretty early in the draft still for the Superflex format with there being 20 rounds at all, Steve. Dirty party. Debo's off the board. <laughs> Hey, I'm pulling all you guys into the into the stream. You guys are you guys full. This is a uh, full full transparency. No no advantages. <laughs> Christian Watson. This is like my favorite part of the draft, like five through, I'd say like round eight even. So many different ways you can go and not be wrong still. And then after that, it's a bit thinner, you know. Very true.
I'm t- uh, I'm torn there. I'm torn there between Jerry Judy and uh, Kenneth Walker, who literally was just like Light Stick was like no hesitation. Bink, Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I was torn there. Drake went, went with the bring back. Hop, I had him start up. Let's see. Okay. So far going with a balanced approach. Who'd you just take? Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones. We got a Kyler Murray spotting. Christian Kirk, great value at that pick. Yeah, I still think that uh, Christian Kirk should be going ahead of Calvin Ridley. What do you think, Steve? Yes, for sure. He's already got a lot more chemistry with him. His numbers were good from from last year already. You know, Ridley's got like uh, a little more of the name recognition, even if it's not for the right reason. But you know, at one point he was considered a you know top receiver in the league. So I think people are just assuming that's still the case. Mathia was between torn between Aaron Jones and D Hop. Ultimately gave you Aaron Jones. Goes back it's Sam Howell now. Round seven. Uh, quite a few running backs seem to be going to this round already. Three running backs. Madison, Dobbins, and Sanders. Out of Madison, Dobbins, and Sanders, which one, which of those three would you think have the highest upside? Uh, Miles Sanders, you mean? Yeah. Highest upside has to be Dobbins. Not by a ton. I think he's got the big playability. I think the most utilization is going to probably come from Sanders, though. Yeah, the the one thing that I have to remind myself about Dobbins is that Gus Edwards is still behind him on the depth chart, and they're paying Gus Edwards $5 million this year. Gus Edwards has had a historically pretty high efficiency, and he's actually getting $5 million million this year on his contract. So they're going to use his ass. You know what I'm saying? That guy is just just never healthy, though. He's he's good. Yeah, he's, he's good for, like, two big games. He'll be the hot waiver wire pickup every year. (laughs) <laughs> and then he'll fade into obscurity uh, yet again. 
Yeah, he only played nine games last year, and he tore his ACL in 2021. He missed six games in 2022 due to ACL surgery rehabilitation, strained his hamstring in week eight, sprained his knee in week 10. <laughs> Dude, his his injury rap his he's got a pretty lengthy injury rap sheet to your point. But you know, I mean they this is like, you know, they're gonna use him, right? If he's healthy, like he's gonna be the guy that they're definitely splitting time with um with our guy Dobbins. I'll get Deontay this time. Montgomery. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with that pick. Who did I get? Oh, I ended up getting Montgomery. I had to be quick, man. I ran out of time again. And I was then I started looking at my stacks and started looking at my thing. And then I realized I was running out of time. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. And then I just hit Montgomery again. Because I realized that Jared Goff, even though it's not like a, a great um, stack, I guess it is what it is, man. You can't always get the stacks you want in these things, right? No, not always. It's tough, man. People, I don't know if it's almost like a. Um, defensive strategy to draft players that don't stack because because like in a perfect world right if everybody was on to stacking wouldn't they focus on the players that correlate with the other players on their roster instead of like drafting players that don't correlate with the roster i mean i think there should like definitely Afro, be a man. there should be like some preferential points, but you at the same time don't want to reach like multiple rounds past ADP. Yeah. And it ends up working out. It's like when you have a guy that's just too talented, regardless if he's correlated with your roster or not, with, and he's, the, he's got the upside and you can't let him slide, you know, five more than five, six, if he's heck, if he's eight, nine picks past ADP, it's like you're getting such a good value on a player that can provide you with so many spike weeks that even if he's not correlated or stacked with your roster, you got to take him, you know? And I think that's where it things start getting, start getting weird, start going sideways. And then all of a sudden, the next team's got to do it because now you took the guy that could have correlated with their roster, and then people, a lot of people start deviating to just a best player available type approach. I've been in a few where it just gets haywire, where nobody can stack. And like you said, people just go with like the best player approach and or go with like, uh, you know, less lesser utilized stacks, you know, like Houston or uh, the Giants, stuff like that. One oh four. I wouldn't say stacking's overrated, but it, it shouldn't be forced. And you you don't want to only stack, like you definitely need some some non stacked players. 
because you're going to need tiebreakers if you're going against like a identical matchup. You're going to you're going to need a player different than that guy's got to ultimately beat him out. Bush. Kendra is interesting. I might, I might, I might take a little detour here. Oh, bad mugs. Took Baker Mayfield. Well, I already have three quarterbacks, but I was, I was going to take a little detour there. <laughs> Dear God, man, like the tight ends are just flying off the board. Like Laporta already went? That's freaking wild, man. Where did Laporta go? Uh, or no, he didn't go. No, I don't think so. He's ranked below Angro. Oh, yeah, 173. I went with Cooks. I feel like I've got a decent amount of Cooks. I think he'll pay off in his ADP. I don't think he's got the upside that, you know, it's not going to be 1,500 to 2,000 yard upside like CD Lamb's got, but he's definitely got some spike week upside, and he's got 1,000 yard upside. We know he's he's been a proven 1,000 yard receiver most of his entire career, so... I feel like he's going to pay off ADP at 110. Let's see. I think Ingram, I think he just kind of got it going with Trevor Lawrence last year. Even even with the addition of Ridley, I think that he's still primed for a really big year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Bush, no, stacking. Stacking, it just makes it just makes too much sense. It's, it's optimal because when the quarterback goes off or a wide receiver goes off, I mean, the other one's going along for the ride with it. So it's, it's about doubling down on your bet. Yeah, it's it is kind of a. I don't know, home run play to a degree. Yeah. You're swinging for the fences, you know, and that in these best ball leagues, it, it is kind of like an all or nothing. You know, you can win money and not win the whole tournament, but in order to win the whole tournament, you got to have like the juice. You got to bring it. You got to have the juice. Um, Stephen FL, um, I, I gave my take on Kadarius Tony earlier. I'll let you give your take on Kadarius Tony, Steve. 
you have any different thoughts? What's your take on Kadarius Tony? <laughs> I think he's a bit pricey from an investment standpoint as far as uh, you know, trading card hobby related items. As far as like best ball, his ADP is still low enough that you could easily pair him up with Mahomes. In fact, you should. Even if he doesn't play, you know, a full 17 games, he does deliver a lot of value in the games he actually does start and play and finish, I should say. Not just start, but start and finish. <laughs> Lightstick wants to give his take on Tony. <laughs> Go ahead, Lightstick. <laughs> Andy, did you uh, – oh, you got Goff and you got J-Mo. Nice. Jameson Williams. Yeah, and David Montgomery. So I feel pretty good because now I got Dak and Brandon Cooks, and then I got Goff, Montgomery, and Jameson Williams, and then I got Herbert and Keenan Allen. And then I've also was able to add in Mike Evans, Jerry Judy, Kyle Pitts at tight end, Derrick Henry as my RB1. So I, I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'm not going to lie, man. I, I feel like I'm staying in this this one. I feel like I'm putting together a pretty decent roster here. That's a great pairing, man. I mean, and didn't you – did you get a Monra too or no? Oh, no, I got a Monra. Never mind. No. That's right. Yeah. I got a, I, I <laughs> was thinking there was – I was hoping that somebody would sleep on Goff and I'd end up with him, but that was just me having a dream. wasn't re wasn't realistic given his ADP. Yeah. I did it to be a little different, and I think I would have seen that, and that's why, like, I felt like good about going Herbert, and then I would have gone Bijan, but then that would have changed because then I would have gone Goff, and then I probably would have gone. T. Higgins or Devonta Smith here instead of Derrick Henry. So I, I guess it worked out, but it's just like a little bit uh, different different build there. That I, I'm i going to reach for a player here. I don't think it's going to come back to me. But the Bucks are playing the Saints in Week 17. And I really like this rookie Kendra Miller that the Saints drafted. Uh, I think, you know, not only is Alvin Kamara – um, regressing and this guy's a rookie with a, with an all-purpose skill set uh, the early third round pick but there's a possibility Kamara suspended right um, this guy put up 1400 yards last year at TCU 17 touchdowns while also putting up over 100 receiving yards so he actually a pretty decent receiver because he did that in 2021 as well, like pretty much matched those receiving numbers. Um, so I think uh, this cat's got got some nice upside for the Saints coming down the stretch. And, and like most rookies, they kind of start coming into form towards the second half of the season, you know. And Kamara actually, he, he hasn't been a picture of health either. Not only does he have this whole criminal suit looming out there, but he's 28. And how many games did he miss last year? Well, he he rib strain in week one, missed a couple games. Uh, I just felt like 
last year. Four-year, he still had 57 for 490. Only four touchdowns last year. Big touchdown regression. I think uh, just the general poor play from the team in general had a lot to do with that. I think well, if he's he, back to Kamara form, he'll definitely pay off that ADP. I think he has. I think, I think, I think yeah, at his current ADP, I think it's solid. I think that things you really have to worry about is, you know, is he going to get vultured a lot? He might. I mean, there's a few guys that, that yeah. vulture touchdowns on that team, namely the running back they just signed. Um, and then not just that, but uh, <laughs> like you said, the the whole legal aspect, his, his name has not been cleared just yet, so. Jamal Williams, man, the touchdown machine. <laughs> Prof- professional vulture, man, he is. Professional vulture. Well, uh, Higby got taken, so I got to change my game plan up and reach here. Oh, Higby. Uh, is this the right play? Uh, sure, why not? Speaking of vultures, I didn't want to say the name, but now that he's taken. Yes. Tony, Kadarius Tony is just uh, a knucklehead. The problem is he gets hurt so easily, and he doesn't really study the game. I mean, he is a a very high-risk, high-reward type player. Yeah, he's he's still got he's young. He's still got a lot to prove. His uh, maturity is definitely maybe one of the things holding him back. Is he an absolute athletic freak? Undoubtedly, but uh, to be the total package, it definitely takes a bit more than that for sure. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I really. I guess I need more running backs, but there's so many good late round running backs that I can load up on. And I feel like I'm just going to keep kind of doubling down my my three bets here between the Chargers, the Cowboys, and the Lions. Just added Michael Gallup, you know. Michael Gallup with Cooks. Back when Michael Gallup was healthy, I mean, that guy's uh, another uh, spike. Spike week game, you know. Yeah. Great beast, man. Great at the point of catch. Yeah, now now two years removed from that injury. Yeah. A lot of lot of upside. A lot of upside. On a big contract. Yeah, two years removed from the injury, which is which is important. And he and he still last year had almost a thousand uh air yards with four touchdowns. So we go get get back. I think he's due for some positive touchdown regression and uh, back to the mean. So I think he definitely finishes more in that wide receiver two type range. Definitely upside for it with some some decent games in there. We go back to 2020 before he got injured. I mean, there's some there's some weeks where he puts up. 25.8, 30, 21.2, 25, 
week 16 puts up 30 fantasy points. So, yeah. And it, you know, a lot of times we say follow the money and if they were really concerned about his health, I don't think they would have given him that contract. So it's time, Steve, to take a Chicago bears running back. Golden rule, man. Yep. Every, I think every- you got him last one. Didn't you get him last one too? No, I, I went Deonta Foreman last time. Oh, okay. <laughs> this time I'm going Ro- Roshan got sniped from me last time. This time I get Roshan. I'll, I'll take whichever one falls to me at ADP. Roshan being the rookie. Honestly, where does Khalil Herbert go? What's his ADP? I feel like it's probably a little higher. Yeah, 136. Okay. He's going... He's going quite a bit earlier than the other two guys. Actually, Foreman's going the latest, which at 166. Only five picks past Roshan, but wow. So I guess, I mean, that makes sense from a projection standpoint. Herbert's got been the guy, you know, so it only makes sense for him to step up. But, I mean, this is a run-heavy team, man. He's got a, we've got a running back by committee here with a stud rookie. Power back, Deonta Foreman, bruiser power. Deonta Foreman's like 230-something pounds. Like, he's on an expendable one-year contract. Just give him the ball, man. I mean, he plowed some people over last year. I like watching Deontay Foreman run the ball, man. That's that's a fun dude to watch run the ball. Yeah, I'm excited to watch you guys play, man. I uh, that'll be a game I will 100% be watching week one is against the Packers. You guys playing the Packers at home? We this could be the <laughs> one of the first years we finally get get some revenge on those guys, man. It's long overdue. Yeah, I hope so, man. Because it, yeah, you're right. It's always been, and there's been years I remember David Montgomery's rookie year and stuff. And he started off really strong. It's like opening drive. You guys look great. And then the Packers just march down and score on you. and Take the like wind right out keep of you. Up. Yeah, they took the wind out of you. And you guys couldn't keep up. Defense got beat down. Offense couldn't keep up. They like then put pressure and blitz Mitchell Trubisky and need panic. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, – it was tough, man. And then they would be able to easily read you guys and know you were handing off to Montgomery and then slow the box and easily stop the run. I'm on the clock. Yeah, unfortunately, the Bears for a number of years basically ran twice and then threw on third down. I mean, you you could have gambled and won probably 90% of the time on what the play was going to be. That is not an auto pick. I like Thielen, though. I like Thielen. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and add him in there. Late. Ten, ten picks past 80, 80 P, Steve. Another wide receiver two upside, man. Bryce Young's got to throw it to somebody there. I mean, what? where are the other Panthers? Right? Mingo, Mingo goes at 161 ahead of like an unproven second round rookie. I guess they're hoping he turns into uh, he, he's a big dude. So 
Jonathan what did we say last week, Andy? Who had the second most routes run in the NFL last year? Forget about the age for a second. Adam Thielen. Yeah. Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen. They didn't give him a three-year deal for nothing. No, I know. I mean, guy's taking pretty good care of his body. I think he's definitely going to be putting up some touchdowns this year with Bryce over a totally inexperienced rookie in, in Mingo. You know? So, just saying. Mingo's talented, though. Mingo's talented. He's got promise. He's an interesting one. I mean, he's he's not a heavy conversation guy in, in fantasy circles just yet. Not to say that, you know, he won't you know, generate hype after a couple big games, but he hasn't had the the same hype that a lot of the other receivers have had uh, their rookie year yet. I right, starting to get real thin again at tight end, man. <laughs> it's I mean, real thin. Makes sense. Round sixteen. Bushleaguers, Pierre Strong. Uh, Bushleaguers took Laporta at 153. That's why I didn't come back. And I went Roshan. All right. Who is available? Shark. Rashid, Rashid Shahid. That's an interesting one. I'm not, I'm not actually opposed to... Don't Man, there's so many... What did I get? Mims? Okay, that's fine. Mims is a good spike week guy for another another second round rookie, but when Sean Payton pounds the table for a guy. So Mingo goes at 208. Mims goes at 232. Best comparable to Darnell Mooney. More of that profile. So he's brought in to uh to replace KJ Hamler. I wouldn't be surprised if Hamler gets from the team, brother. You know what's interesting is they said that when he got hurt, he was unlikely to be ready for the start of camp, which has already changed. Hamler has never played a full season. He's now considered one of the most fragile running backs in the league. I mean, the guy just can't. Rookie season. Hamstring, hamstring, concussion. Second season, ACL tear, week three. Yeah. Third season, misses the first uh, couple games due to ACL rehabilitation. Week eight, hamstring. Guys can't keep the hamstrings loose. He's also tiny, so he's like really thin frame. I mean, 5'11", 178. And that's why he's so fast, like Deshaun Jackson. But, uh, yeah, man, he's yeah, he's 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 on many people's uh, last chance list if he's not off. Yeah, anybody. I had too many wide receivers for this format, brother. I need but more but I guess if him. if he was gonna pick a year to get hurt, it was probably last year when they were awful, right? Yeah. 
Derek said it only got two tight ends this one. Derek only got two tight ends? Let's check in on the request nation here. Derek with another interesting start. You'd never see him probably do this much in the uh, best ball mania four or something. Chris McCaffrey, Deshaun Watson, Chris Olave. Then goes Derek Carr, the stack, Bryce Young, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, JSN, Elijah Moore, Hammers. Pretty good wide receiver value from round six to round nine in a row there. Four. And then Evan Ingram. I like that around 10. Rashad Penny, 11, goes back and gets his second running back to pair with Chris McCaffrey in round one. And then Trey Lance. In, in 12, Jalen Warren, 13, Mingo. Okay, so he was the Mingo drafter in 14. And Mostert in 15. Guys sold. Did you draft? Did he draft Mostert over Jeff Wilson? Yeah, I don't think I can do that. I think I'm, I think I'm flipping that. My take. I'm, I think I'm flipping that Mostert and Wilson, but uh and then Jawan johnson so yeah he's only got uh, two tight ends so far miami running my miami running backs uh make me nervous this year they do unless i'm getting a, a devon aching at value that's kind of like where i've been that i've been putting my attention i mean he seems like maybe the favorite to emerge from the the trio they have gotten now but then on top of that you've got the fact they made an offer to delvin cook today or yesterday i can't remember but obviously he left without a deal but i think it's just like every other running back on the market right now he's gonna have to uh, play at a discount he's not at an age where he can take a year off you know yeah definitely not definitely not I feel really good about getting Chuba Hubbard there in round 17 at pick 200. Miles Sanders, another guy that before last year, I mean, he never played a full season, you know? And we can't expect any NFL offense to just deploy a bell cow. And there's really nobody behind Chuba Hubbard. And he did pretty well as a a satellite plus last year. So I definitely... There's going to be a split workload there between him and Sanders. Oh, he's a solid. Definitely a solid guy to have, especially in this kind of format. He he pays off his ADP in best ball when I don't have to decide what week to start him, you know. Just get his points for the weeks that he goes off. Mm -hmm. and, And move on, man. And say thank you. Yeah, Maybe this is a week seventeen. This is definitely a league that rewards you for those boomer bust guys because they don't, they won't hurt you on weeks they don't go off. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because most weeks you're gonna get the points from the, the Derek Henrys, the David Montgomerys, you know, the Kendrays, the Roshan. So you got this whole rotating room. Almost feel like in in this format, Steve, the super flex, 
you gotta you gotta uh, push up the running backs a little bit earlier. I feel like the 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 running back dead zone is happening a little bit later than in a standard best ball mania where it's like so many wide receivers going off early. Because look at where Pollard's going in this one in round four. And then after round five, as you can see, you're almost to – make sure I'm not on the clock. I almost am. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then 11, 12, 14. All right, there's four. Let me finish that whenever I make my pick here. Uh, 209. Oh. Hello, hello, Ty Chandler. Hey, you got uh, you got his quarterback too. Oh no, not in this one. Not in this one. I'm a. Oh, that was last one. That was last one. Yeah, Yeah. right. But late round running back, um, great value, right? So what I was looking at is there's one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, and then you got 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So 19 wide receivers through five rounds. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15 running backs through the first five rounds. So that's pretty that's pretty even. It's pretty even actually now that I think about it. And you have a big drop off there after round six. There's a whole another four, five, six, seven wide receivers and only two running backs going in round six. And then you enter actually, I mean you still get decent value on running backs in round seven. So this this range here. I think it's a good spot. This rounds five through eight, Steve, is a great range to take running backs. So yeah, I guess you're you're you could take an elite running back. I guess if he's there, but ideally in this super flex, you really want to go quarterback, best player available slash wide receiver, and then wait till round five the wide receiver elite wide receiver elite wide receiver get like two quarterbacks in the first five rounds two to three wide receivers and then really um hammer running backs rounds five through eight and then stop back on the wide receivers yeah i mean you look at a non-super flex and you know christian mccaffrey goes off the board like second or third maybe fourth on rare occasion and in this format, you can get them in the second round. I mean, you gotta you gotta think outside the box a little bit, and uh, you know, play it on the fly. But if you can get, you know, consensus top three pick in the second round, obviously, if you make a good stab at a third round quarterback, fourth round quarterback, it's a huge play. Uh, what do I want here? Did, Jer- did Derek draft four QBs this time? Lance, Bryce Young, Derek Carr, Deshaun Watson. He did. I'm not doing it. I'm staying with three. Mm-hmm. Late Stick says, I will do another. 
You guys want to do one more? Huh? Shoot, we're already here. It's midnight. Might as well do another. I am a man of the people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm back at home. Oh, sweet. So we got we're gonna have Rhino, Derek, Bush Leaguers, Late Stick, Solid. There's gonna be three, four, five, six of us in a 12 person draft. Hell yeah. All right. Sweet. Uh, what am I doing here? That's I'm going Noah Fant again. I'm going to end up getting Marvin Jones. I didn't need another wide receiver. Sure as hell didn't need nine wide receivers and one tight end, Steve. That's <laughs> optimal. Uh, okay, just go ahead and queue up a – I should have got Dwayne McBride, I guess, but six running backs, three, six, nine, one. Not optimal. Oh, man. Who is my tight end of choice? I guess it's going to be by week five. I guess whoever doesn't have the matching bye week with Kyle Pitts. Yeah, so it's either going to be Noah Fant or Kate Otten. Zach Ertz. Or Luke Schoonmaker. I could go with a Schoonmaker there. Uh, Jake Ferguson is gone. Shoemaker's got some decent capital, doesn't he? I mean, uh, was it second or third round? I can't remember. Let's see. Second round. Oh, okay. Towards the end of the second round. Solid, solid dude here. I mean,. I do have Dak. I guess I gotta just go Shoemaker. Who would who would you go here? I have Fant last time. Who are your other two? Kate Otten or I mean uh, who do you have currently on, on your roster? Just Kyle Pitts. So he's a one man wonder. Oh man, uh, I think you got to go with since you only have one other tight end. I think you got to go with like a some guy that's probably going to play more. Maybe Otten, honestly. Otten or Fan? He, yeah, they're, they're at least the top tight end on their team, whereas the rookie may not be assured to get uh, you know starting role. Tampa drafted another tight end too. I'm just going to go with Fant again. Yeah, he had a down year last year. I, I think he can bounce. Yeah, back. he's super athletic. Super athletic. Andy, you ready? You ready for this pick? I'm this ready. Be, this may be a one of one best ball pick. Probably not. At least in our lives, it would have been. Truck Daddy's going to snipe you. Maybe. <laughs> I would I would laugh and cry at the same time. Mathia's got four uh, QBs this time. Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins, Sam Howell, 
and Mike White as the backup. No, Truck Daddy with Josh Downs. I doubt you were going to pick Josh Downs. No. Mathia goes Johnny Munt, the backup to TJ Hawkinson. Who the hell is Johnny Munt? Oh, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, it's a one-on-one pick right there. I got, uh, if he does play any games, I got Muth and I got uh, Najee. So a little bit of correlation. Plus, there's really no no other QBs worth taking. So I might as well take a guy that's got some synergy with my starters. Not to mention, I'm a, really, Trubis- I'm a Trubisky homer. Most of you guys know that. You're, yeah, you're a Trubisky <laughs> truther. You've got the truthers, truther card. Uh, all right, final pick, Jay Peterson, 48. And Bush Leo and Spillers, Derek Logan Thomas in the final. Round out another three tight end build. All right. Exit. Let us get in another one. Let's do it. Or this Chihuahua fills up. Probably won't be around this time next week, Steve. We'll be doing the the weekly winners, which looks really fun. Yeah. I know when you guys are ready. I won't make it to 25 entries, unfortunately, but I will. Uh, I will at least. I might make it to 10, maybe, this time around. So, I'm working hard to get that experienced badge this year. All right, ready. All right, five, four, three, two, one. Enter. Yes. Oh sweet, we got room, guys. We got we got room. Yeah, here we go. Four spots open. Beautiful. Getting Rhino in here. Bush Leaguers, late stick. Derek. Sweet. In fact, at this late at night, it's actually. Uh, here we go. Two two spots left to uh, to fill. Yeah, as far as you know, getting people in, it seems like it's a little more favorable. Yeah. Yeah, two spots open. If if anybody out there wants to hop in for a late night for a midnight best ball, <laughs> one spot. I'm gonna grab another bottle of water, Steve. I'll be right back. Right on. Right on. Yeah, this works out. Yeah, I think. Have you have you seen the uh, the best ball cardio club? <laughs> no, what's that? Where where they they're running on a treadmill while they're drafting the best ball team? Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Peter Peter Overset, he's in good shape, so he can do it. He he runs on the treadmill. The entire draft. I think he does like walk during period, like just uh, like whenever he's drafting or something, so he can make the pick. <laughs> but 
It's not a bad idea, I guess. I don't have a treadmill, but I I've always thought that for like uh like uh, console gaming. Like that'd be just it'd just be cool to have like uh like a PS five and just have a controller and you could just walk and play Madden or whatever game you're playing. Makes sense. You're literally doing two things at once, being productive. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I mean, you could easily do a draft while while uh, exercising. You could figure out whether it's like, you know, you do a, you have to do a set or, or something like a set of, a workout in between your next pick. You know, but they do it while it's on stream. It's pretty funny. It's almost like torturous for for him to be running while the other guys are sitting there laughing, cutting up, having drinks, <laughs> and he's there running on a treadmill trying to keep up. I think the key is, uh, you know, to walk at a appropriate heart rate where you can still burn calories and and make conversation without gasping for air. Spike. Uh, we did get we did get Mathia. Oh, God, what was like uh, Mathia, Derek. Um, there's yeah, Bush Leaguers late stick. Oh man, we're all stacked up at the turn. Look at that, dude. Mathia, myself, Bush Leaguers, and late stick, all all stacked up here on the back end, and all the first eight picks are all quarterbacks this time. And nine's a quarterback. Holy crap, man. <laughs> Lamar Jackson at the one. And Mahomes at the three. What the hell? I don't know what to do. I, I, I got to go Justin Jefferson. I haven't taken much uh, Jamar Chase, but I'm just going to go Justin Jefferson. Wild, man. I actually honestly was hoping I got fields this time because I don't think I have them in a single sheet. Where are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. He went right before you. I really thought the guy would go Herbert. But I'm, I mean, I'm fine with Herbert. I feel like getting him at a value because he had a down year last year. Late stick going with the Miami. Miami stack right out of the gate. Oh, wow. Nice. Tua is the man. I don't care what anybody says. If he's healthy, he sure as hell is the man. He sure he as look, hell he, is, man. I've seen some off-season photos. He looks like he's eating about, like, 5,000 calories and uh, 500 grams of protein a day, man. He just looks like an absolute tank. I have not seen these beefed-up Tua photos yet. I don't know if any of them have been uh, manipulated in any way. Maybe some of them have, but even if they're exaggerated, I see. He does look pretty jacked up. I got to find some... Tua. Where are you at, Tua? I guess the most random crap. I typed in beefed up Tua 2023, and I get a bunch of random crap. What should I type in the search bar? 
on Google. Uh, or I don't know. You have Twitter. Just type in uh, Tua on Twitter. Okay. Probably the most recent right. photos will come up, I think. Go to Twitter. Or maybe find the Dolphins page. There's got to be some camp photos of them on there. But you could probably just type Tua on uh, the Twitter search. Tua. Top. Let's see. I uh, probably need to spell out his whole name to a tag. Oh, Tago Veloa. And no, that's not how you say it. But that's how you spell it. Where's he at? I'll see if I can pull something up while you're doing that, too. Oh, okay, okay. Here's uh, two man, Braxton Berrios, Cheetah. Here's a recent thing. Yeah, but it's all, it's not a picture of him. It's just like a little clip. But as you did, he, at least in his uh, in his like um, what do you call it? Workout. What do they call it? just like workout shorts or workout gym clothes? He did look beefier. Oh, here I found it. I'm gonna send it to you. you found it? I found it. Yeah, I'm like still scrolling and not found some two of cards for sale. Select rookie lot. It's a cheap little rookie lot. Uh, let me go to the private chat. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan got in the wrong. He went to the wrong drafter. It. I was picking enter into a league that was charging me 101. dollars Oh, he went into the uh, the Dalmatian instead. Ah. Uh. It's a bit pricey. It does look like he definitely put on some uh, some lower body weight there. Beefed up his his lower body for sure. Yeah, he, I mean he definitely looks pretty beefy in that in that picture. Tua looks dick. Uh, double take watching the practice fit. Is that AJ Dillon tossing passes? <laughs> nice, man. Well, that's good, man. Keep him on the. Got to stay on his feet. Stay on him feet, too. Wow, man. It's amazing to see. Like, you just got Amon Ross St. Brown in the third on the way back. It's, that's kind of mind blowing. I wonder. I'll get here. I got my pick of the litter again. There's uh, the, in these the position player value, non QB value between, uh, you know, the second and even like the fifth or sixth round is just unbelievable. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Tony Pollard this time. I'll do something a little bit different here. And see what that does, what that persuades Bush leaguers to do. Kovu, two is a beast. He was playing in my freshman year high school football games. He beat me. Yeah, he was. I remember talking to Carter and him talking about how he was the highest graded high school quarterback. Wait, so does that mean you're in Hawaii, Kovu? 
It's awesome. I always want to go to Hawaii. All right, so late stick goes Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Brees Hall. Nice. Yeah, nice little QB stack. I, I got to think that I'm, I should probably be looking at getting the QB here before the long stretch again. But at the same time, it's like, man, I don't think I can do it, bro. I don't think I can do it on Russell Wilson or Derek Carr when I can get Derek Henry, Devonta Smith, T. Higgins. What did I say? Rounds five through eight. I think I think I am gonna pivot here. T. Higgins or Devonta Smith, Steve. Probably pick, 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 Smith. Pick. Probably Smith. Got him. I got Smith. Did, you didn't have Burrow though, right? Because that would have been no, no, no. I got Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson and Tony Pollard. I'm I'm doing a little bit of a different strategy. I'm starting this one off first with with the little stack because clearly it just it makes too much sense. It's just too optimal to get Cousins when you've got Justin Jefferson. You know, it's like drafting Travis Kelsey and not getting Patrick Mahomes, you know. Um, but then I've just been going best player available. So I love the upside on Devonta Smith. I love the upside on T. Higgins. I'm honestly, if you force me to pick between the two of them, it's really tough. Really tough. Like those guys are like two peas in a pod in the kind of situation they're at, you know? Even the way AJ Brown plays is similar to Jamar Chase, you know? Obviously, Burrow is a better quarterback, but. Hertz is not too far behind him, and they're going to be passing the ball more this year. Uh, it's just a man. I like them both. There's nothing bad you could say about either of those guys. Nah, man. It's huge upside, dude. Olave. <clears throat> Let's see who you got so far, Andy. Let's take a look. Take a gander. Oh, nice. Derek ended up with T. Higgins, so he probably is grateful that I told you not to take him. So you got Cousins, Jefferson, Pollard, Devonta. That's a that's a strong start, man. That, that's Derek's got Burrow, Kelsey, Gino, T. Very nice. Uh, late sticks got. A lot of synergy to a Tyreek, Aaron Rodgers, and Brees Hall. Very nice. Bush got me, got me twice with Goff and Ramadre. I think, I think we all know each other's tendencies just a bit too well in these. He's forcing you to diversify a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's doing me a favor. Maybe he's doing me a favor. <laughs> I'm trying my hardest to mix it up in this one. I think our last one that we did was probably one of my more unique uh, sheets. I think I've either got to go wide receiver or quarterback here. Derek hit the hit the Najee but Harris easy button in round five. I'm 
I'm trying to stick to the game plan that I outlined at the end of the last draft. But, man, it's so tough. Every every draft is its own ecosystem. They all they all are a little bit different, you know. Just based on the people. Oh, nice pick, Mathia. Nice pick. Uh, yeah, look, Kenny Kenny Pickett's out there, man. I find myself with Kenny Pickett again. Maybe I maybe I go Bryce Young. Maybe I wait on the pick. Actually, you know what? I'm going to do something. I'm going to go with the ultimate Viking stack, Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson. How about that one, Steve? That's nice. I got I, I got a couple of uh, non-superflex sheets with the uh, the full Viking staff. So I'm, you got to be high on that offense, Andy. I, I know that you are. Yeah, they're just going to be throwing the ball so much, man. It's just going to be a fantasy paradise. <laughs> I mean, it's just loaded with fantasy points. That offense is just loaded. Like, if Kirk Cousins gets hurt, I mean, Tom Brady should come back and play for the Vikings and just he can just throw it, just throw <laughs> it to his heart's desire, man. And throw it 800 times in 15 games. I was about to hit Drake London, and then I'm like, wait a minute. Why don't I just get TJ Hawkinson and complete the the cousin stack? DeAndre Hopkins. I think. Hmm. Oh. Don't mind if I do here. I think I I think I go Joe Mixon here, bro. Or Dobbins. They each have their own uh, risk baked into the Oh, no. KP. Auto-picked. Nah, man. I was actually thinking about reaching on Dobbins there, and that's where I should have just gotten Joe Mixon. <laughs> I'm glad I could come through for you guys. I should. We should have a uh, a sound effect for it. I'll have it on loop. Yeah, it's maybe it's like I said, maybe it's not a bad thing. Had to you got to change the the draft strategy mean, once in a while. You can't have the same guys every time. I mean, in the house. It's late, but it's good to have you here, brother. Well, yeah, let's see what um... – no, I was actually going to wait this time and go C.J. Stroud. But, you know, he may not come back to me, and we're already getting very slim pickings. 
but I could have landed a Mac Jones or uh, even a Ritter. But I mean, you're getting down to the bottom of the of the barrel. I would love to land a CJ Stroud super late here or like, you know, at pick 82. But I don't know, man. That's asking a lot. So maybe I'm 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 best that I auto picked. Maybe the auto picked worked out best for me because I had to wait so long in between picks. Watch Kenny Pickett has a career year, and you look like a mad genius. <laughs> well, I think he's going to be great for fantasy. This was that range though that I was thinking where it's ideal to put the hammer down on running backs but this draft is different this draft is definitely different been pretty balanced so far steve what about you yeah yeah, yeah. I, have, I have an equal amount of oh santana you dirty dog <laughs> oh man that was gonna be your that, that was, double yeah. stack yeah well you can get quentin johnson right quentin johnson typically goes as the third chargers wide receiver off the board yeah maybe he did me a favor maybe uh i was meant to take miles sanders instead yeah i'm definitely i'm not gonna i'm not gonna risk unless matthias snipes me oh he goes ritter okay yeah i'll go ahead and take yeah i don't like yeah i'm gonna go ahead and take the um Deontay Johnson. Not going to miss out on Deontay Johnson this time. Hey, hey. We, like hey. we like it. We like it. There we go. That's definitely the optimal Steeler stack, in my opinion. I think we both agree there for sure. He's a little target monster. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Now it's time cannot pass up on rb's r b rb me seeing if i would have gone derrick henry and and well, i would have had to i would have had to take him no, i don't i would have had to take him over devonta smith i think that's where he went Yeah, he went two picks. I would have had to take Derrick Henry there, but I was thinking the running back values. So I think he goes Dallas Goddard. I, yeah, I think I'm going to get Damian Pierce this time. He's a guy with, like, I think a really polarizing ADP. You could make an argument for him to go a lot, a lot sooner. I think that people are just really questioning that that offense as a whole and i think the fact that he finished the year injured is you know hurt his adp quite a bit yeah and they have that week 17 titans matchup i, I like that matchup it's at it's in houston i think it's a solid matchup yeah he's a guy it is it is tough to project like Devin Singletary is definitely going to eat into some of his his workload, right? And we just don't know how good the offense is going to be as a whole. It's one team that we don't really talk about too much, 
But, I mean, you look at PFF, they've got the Texans' offensive line as ranked 25. But you do have, like, an all-pro left tackle in Laramie Tunsil. And they did bring in Shaq Mason. Shaq Mason uh, released by the Bucks. And now, now heading who is he? He came from New England, right? As a Brady request to the box, and now he's he's in Houston. And they drafted a rookie center, Juice Scruggs. Juice. Is he printed in the prism set? And Shaq Mason's supposed to be one of the best run blockers in football. So they've got a lot of room for growth. Like, I think they can actually – I think the line would be decent. Damian Pierce was just – man, he was good, man, in his rookie year. Just good, dude. He just he, – he he's another guy who runs very fierce, you know. Like, he's definitely got a chip on his shoulder – even going back and watching his film from the Gators where he's getting knocked around, he's getting his helmet knocked off, and he's still shoulder-ramming guys. And <laughs> yep. just like, the dude is a tank. The dude is a tank. And he is like a force whenever he's got the ball in his hands, man. Season cut short last year, only 13 games with a high ankle sprain. So yeah, those are kind of nagging. So he'll be he'll be hundred percent healthy. He also said he was looking to get more involved in the receiving game. I, I think he did pretty good in the receiving game last year. Thirty receptions. So he had he had four drops, but seventy six point nine percent catch rate. I mean, he's got a lot of room for growth there. He was legitimately their entire offense for what six, seven weeks at a, at one point. Oh, Dalvin Cook. It's kind of risky. Or James Cook. I gotta take a cook, man. Which cook do I take? Dalvin. He's got to sign somewhere, right? I mean, he might, he's going to have to maybe take a little bit less money. I don't think he's planning to go anywhere where he's not going to dominate. I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to uh, want to sign anywhere where he's not going to be featured. I took the cook, the older cook brother, the older cook brother, whose efficiency was a career low last year, Steve, 4.4 yards per carry. But, I mean, he still put up 1,400 yards. It was an RB14. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I can get the other cook. I should take both cooks, right? I mean, it seems, it sounds like you lock down the cooks, man. One cook. Two cooks in the kitchen should be able to make a good a good stew, right? And two cooks in the kitchen. The Cook Brothers. 
Yeah, I don't. You talk about a, a whole mucked up backfield with Miami. I mean, I th- I already think they have a pretty good backfield. If you throw him in the mix, it's just chaos. I mean, I think that the, he ultimately would, you know, go right to the top of their list, but it screws a lot of stuff up. Screws a lot of stuff up, man. But. I think it, it. I think it ultimately it pushes uh, Mostert and Wilson down. I think A Chain's going to be fine. I think they're going to find ways to scheme him in all over. Mike McDaniel's loves that kid. I think A Chain's got some serious upside. He's got like some Jameer Gibbs type upside. It'll be interesting. Just just because the whole Mike McDaniels effect, man. He's such a creative offensive play caller. But I think it'll be more like Cook. All right, you go ahead. We need we need you to to do what Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, who's now like thirty five, can't can't do, you know, anymore at a high high level and and then A chain is gonna be their gadget weapon. Yeah, and those guys are injured a lot as well. Yeah, they're so old, man. Jeff Wilson's just a dude. He's not he's not nothing special. He's not anything special. This is the make or break portion of the draft this is where teams get built it's got it's almost kind of like uh plug and play up to this point but now real decisions have to be made real decisions man you're right you got it now's the time they start hunkering down it's actually, we're only in that wide receiver two range. Look at the wide receivers now going off. I think this is why I've been focusing on running back in these in these middle rounds. I guess because look at it, we're we're in wide receiver two range, and I was still drafting RB ones, like guys on their teams, not like top twelve running backs, but potential for it. I guess. And Dalvin Cook and Damian Pierce. And look how late I was able to get them. But I'm just talking about like on the depth chart for their team. Even James Cook with Damian Harris. You could still argue and say that he's he's the leading running back there. We'll, we'll see. It's kind of out for a debate. They do seem like they want to run heavier packages and want to have established a little bit more of a power um, offense, kind of like Kansas City. So Hitman got David Harris. Good. I didn't want to be tempted to handcuff James Cook and Damian Harris. <laughs> I certainly was if he came back. I got to take a long yeah. look at my uh, my ownership percentage. He's got to be pretty close and, and look, Rashad Penny, Samaje P. Ryan, who's going to be the RB one for Denver while um, while what's his face is injured, Javante Williams, and then Brian Robinson, 
arguably the RB1 for Washington. Ron Rivera loves that guy. He's now got the whole 50 cent thing going for him. So, is it time to take a Bears running back? Don't oh, I got, I got A-Chain. Well, I just talked A-Chain up. I was going to say, you like that guy anyway. Yeah. I really prioritized running back in these middle rounds. We're going to see how it works out this time. I might take another running back here, Steve, and just be like, be done with running back. I do like Chig, though. I might, I might, Chig's at a, at a, uh, he has a chalky late round tight end. Chig, but I do I like Elijah Mitchell upside a lot. Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm gonna take Chig. Yeah, I've got five. I'm gonna go ahead. Do not have enough Chig. I really not. I've been thinking a little bit about the week 17 schedule in the back of my head, but not a whole lot, to be honest with you. I've been thinking about the stacks, and I've been, I think I've just been more so thinking about values and, and trying to get like starting, you know, high end uh, opportunities on a team in my lineup. Did you get Dolchich? Yeah, I had a bunch of guys start up. I couldn't decide on one, so he was at the top. You know, he had some really good games last year with uh, some pretty mediocre QB play, so. <laughs> I thought about Beckham, but wait. Okay, these are not auto picks. These are guys I'm starring up, and then I'm thinking about what I'm what I what I may want to change my mind to. And knowing that I've got a guy that I can fall back on, as it's not a true auto pick, right, Steve? If I got a guy starred up, that's not a true auto pick, right? I say you get a you get a pass unless you start up a guy that's like 280p and you got him at like round 14. I think you get a pass otherwise. Then. That isn't light stick. No, he's. He's merciless. No, no fooling. 
no fooling us out of oh man they got me they got me with the technicalities dang all right i gotta be better gotta be better you gotta be quicker than that okay i'll do this i honestly don't even know who i want here somebody's toy toying you to take baker mayfield you have any I, reason I, to take Baker Mayfield? I keep passing on them. Oh, man. Nobody uh, wants Baker. I mean, you kind of need you kind of in a situation where Baker would fit your team pretty well. I'll take this cat here. Who'd you take? Algier. Okay. That's somebody's the, that's gonna the... take Baker. Baker is going to have some games picks. here for sure. Yeah, he is. That's a wild. That's he a slid. wild. So many picks past ADP. Is Mathia going to do it? But Mathia's got all these quarterbacks already. Deshaun Watson, Matt Stafford, Van Jefferson. Whew, that was all decoy. See, I start up Nico Collins. I'm just going to think for one second and look at what else is out here, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to take Nico Collins. Okay, guys? All right. See, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to actually click the green draft button. That's technically that makes it not an auto pick. <laughs> there we go. It's official, guys. Not an auto pick. Not an auto pick. Might go with Mingo this time, man. Might go, might go with some Mingo. I kind of like the the tight end value going in this range too. It's not bad, man. You still got your boy Cole Komet out there, Irv Everett, Taysom Hill, the gadget player, right? Jasicki, Roshan. I think this is kind of the range you want to build out your 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 team right mayfield's still out there nobody wants him <laughs> bushliger said i'll take will levis over baker mayfield oh that's funny that's funny dude hmm do I have any Kansas City Chiefs players? What are this this Rashi Rice cat is any good? I know um what's his name? Chad's selling rookie cards of his like crazy. People get hyped up about any Kansas City receiver, right? Justifiably so, right? Rashi Rice. He did spend what his third round pick? I think it Oh no, end of the second round. Six foot, 200 pounds, SMU. Best comparable to Terrace Marshall. Okay. But good burst score and good catch radius. And put up almost 1,400 yards last year at SMU on a 30% target share, 61% catch rate, 10 touchdowns. Interesting. I mean, SMU is a pretty small school, but 
he's obviously got some some uh, decent athletic measurables here. Lots. Uh, his his straight line speed and his speed score is a little bit low, but and the breakout age is a little bit low. Like he didn't break out till he's just after twenty. But at the same time, drafted to the Chiefs, man. Drafted to the Chiefs, only 23 years old. A yeah, high I think, target share. Yeah, with uh, with Juju gone, I think a lot of people think that he's going to inherit quite a few looks. But I don't know. Ever since Tyree Kill left, there's not really like a guy that they hone in on outside of Kelsey. So... It's really hard to say. Yeah, it definitely ain't going to be MVS. MVS is just out there running wind sprints, man. That guy stinks. He runs <laughs> one route. He's not a route runner. He runs a go route. Just go down the field, MVS, and draw safety coverage. But he'll only draw one because they know they're going to hardly ever throw it to him. Because he's not even that good of a catcher. You know what I'm saying? Like his hands aren't that good. He'll, he he'll get, stinks, man. yeah. He'll he'll get you like two big spike weeks, and then yeah, yeah, that's about it. And you'll never expect it, so you, you got to draft him in best ball. The slide continues. Fifty picks past what? ADP. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody eventually is going to be forced to take his ass. Doesn't who's who's the Mike Evans drafter and the Chris Godwin? Where where where's Godwin and Evans? All right, London, Christian Kirk, Terry McLaurin, Deontay. There's Chris Godwin. Take cast fan 01. And he's already got Mahomes, Love, and Purdy. So he's like, nah, I'm good. Um, Mike Evans. Where's my guy, Mike Evans? Oh, that's long BR31. Well, he's, he's a candidate because he's got Jalen Hurts, Derek Carr, Kyler Murray. Oh, but he took Jimmy Garoppolo in the 11th. Yeah, his roster's not that, that great. Tajay. Oh, man, I was going to take Taysom Hill, too. Or Jasicki. I'm sorry. Chuba. See, look at you guys. You guys are forced to... You guys are forced to take all these, these uh, tight ends and running backs now. And I'm going to be sniping wide receivers. KJ, nice. Full Minnesota. Everybody but Jordan Addison. <laughs> and, a, and a running back. Yeah, no, that's huge, man. KJ's had some big games in his career already. And that was in a, you know, in a very deep, deep position. So I think he definitely gets more looks this year.
Gus the bus. Chase Brown. Ty Chandler. 200. Uh, we're at pick 183, man. I'm going to take some upside plays here. I think I'm going to reach on a Khalil Shakir here because he's on Buffalo. And I think I intended to take a Buffalo. Oh, yeah, I got James Cook. But there was like a Buffalo dude earlier. Or maybe Jaden Reed. But I know you guys want this is an auto pick. Wait, did I get the pick? No, it says you missed your pick. So there you go, guys. There's another one for you. <laughs> I had him queued up, but couldn't couldn't quite get to that button, man. If they just had 45 seconds per pick on here, how many fewer auto drafts would I would I have? I feel you, man. Probably none. I feel like I run the clock down, toiling my decision. Just I just I love to overanalyze things. <laughs> Let's stick. What's going on with Bush League? Oh, he finally took him. He did it, man. He took Baker Mayfield. He was forced. His hand was forced Somebody. into the cookie jar. Somebody had to do it. I hear Baker doesn't wear pants. Like, he just walks around naked when he's at home, too. So, you guys are like two peas in a pod, Bush Leaguers. He had to do it, man. Baker, Peoples, Levis. Goff and Tannehill, you're 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 all square, man. You're good to go. He's got a naked Baker. That's what he's got, man. He's got a naked Baker on his team at pick one eighty two. Hey, it's it's definitely of huge value at that ADP. No matter what, no matter what he does this season. I think the, the the experiment now is when uh, his two when his backup QB is on bye week, we see if uh, if he provides value at the second QB slot, or if one of his position players fills that role. That's the experiment. Yeah. That's a good point. Super flex. Rhino says, anyone want some comic book spec? What's that? What's uh, comic book spec? You know, I haven't read a comic book in forever, Steve. I don't know that I've ever read an actual comic book. I think I did when I was a kid. There was a couple, but I remember reading the um, uh, the funny pages in the newspaper. I used to read those. There's a couple that I used to read. You didn't grow up with comics? I had a couple comics, but no, I, I didn't have, 
I don't remember like collecting comics or having. I remember reading the the uh, comics in the newspaper, but I think when I was, because I was born in 1985, so when I was seven years old, 1992, I got a Super Nintendo for Christmas. Man. Still one of the best consoles ever made, not going to lie. Yeah. And that's when my gaming career started. Nice pick with Ty Chandler. Super Mario All-Stars. I don't know if you have that one or not. Super Mario All-Stars. It had every Mario game built into it. From NES and uh, and then the Super Mario World from Super Nintendo. I don't think they made a lot of copies of it. All right, Paris Campbell, man, go two hundred four. No, I I got Super Mario Brothers, and then I remember I had like. Um, I like the the most notable game. I remember playing Aladdin for some reason. I remember playing Super Mario a lot. And then I remember getting Doom, which oh, is a, yeah. was, was a first person shooter. And it was a red it was a red cartridge. And my mom was like, Are you sure? And I'm like, Yeah, that's the game <laughs> I want. <laughs> and it, it scared me, dude. I remember playing that in my room. Like <laughs> Oh, man, that was hard to go to sleep after playing that. I had that on the PC, man. That was an incredible game. In fact, many of you probably have played it because they redid it for Xbox and the current Xbox as well. I did just uh, just auto-pick Lombardi Lenny, but I queued him up. I queued him up, man. That's that was uh, that's most important. Um, I do. I remember killing it. Do you remember Battle Toads? Yeah, Aladdin was dude. a sick game. I remember playing that a lot. Andy, Battle Toads is considered as one of the most difficult games ever made. I think I don't it know was it's tough. tough. Lane stick reminded me that doesn't count. Maybe she have a football. Does Rashad White have a breakout season, dude? I mean, if no, if if uh, no other running back gets signed, like Leonard Fournette doesn't come back, he's gonna have one just based on sheer volume. You know, I mean, he had some decent plays. The efficiency wasn't great, but at the same time, it was like, you know, not a good run blocking line not it's going to be worse this year um i don't think he has a, a true breakout season like not to what his full potential could be steve but i think i think he can definitely go definitely put up over a thousand yards i mean he's gonna be like a top 20 running back i don't know if you count that as a breakout 
Well, they're gonna they're gonna have to rely, you know, on on him quite a bit more because uh, most likely there will be some inept quarterback play. But I do think the line will be healthy enough to make the run game competent again. So I think he's a huge value late. He's going way later than he should be. The pro the problem with I think they will in neutral game script they will lean more towards the running game. The problem with that is though, once we get into a negative game script, <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to try and catch up, man. We're gonna have to try and catch up. Plus, the line is not it's not good, man. It's not good at all. It's got worse. No Donovan Smith. No Ali Marpet. No Shaq Mason. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's going to be, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I am definitely concerned about efficiency with Rashad White. I hope that that was just a, a rookie season, weird rookie season. I mean, he didn't have, he had some decent games, but we'll see, man. They moved Tristan Wirfs outside to left tackle where Donovan Smith was. I saw that. Yeah, that's that's a big move. And then we drafted a rookie, Cody Motch, to play right guard, which is where uh, Tristan Wirfs was playing. I kind of want to go Hunter Henry here. Plenty of. But if you look at the opportunities Rashad White got, this is the only thing that concerns me, 3.7 yards per carry. That's low, man. That's, like, bad. But you could chalk that up to just being a rookie. Uh, True. It's, yeah, and there was. I would say that the offensive play calling was – Pretty bad. Oh, yeah, it got very stale. It got Pretty very bad. stale. Yeah, it was bad. And the chemistry. He's a good receiver, man. Really good catch rate. Very few drops. Ran a lot of routes, which we know Brady threw the ball a lot to running backs. I am concerned about his target rate this year with Baker Mayfield always trying to run out of the pocket and do crazy, stupid stuff and play play hero out there and it's coming to the last pick of the tree so i i do kind of want to buy some more rashad white just because it's fun to and buy and collect guys on your team but if I look at it from an outside view, like I think he's he's at fair market value right now, like in fantasy, probably in cards. It's not like he's probably not like dirt cheap bottom. I can't, I don't, I can't imagine him being as cheap. Let's see. 
I can't imagine him being as cheap as uh, a guy like Jalen Warren, Ty Chandler, you know, these backup running backs, Jerome Ford. But let's see. Good draft, Bush. Yeah, man. Ooh, the gold. The gold. Watch it. Watch it. Days. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I, yeah, I don't mind taking a little bit bigger risk on him because it would be look good on my wall. I wouldn't mind having some of him in my collection for the next couple of years, but I just don't, it's going to be tough, man. I don't know if I see him really breaking out and his silver prism auto is going for 50 bucks. Get out of here. That was April 7th, but still. Probably, um, probably a, quite a bit less though. That's a great, that's a pretty good price for a, I mean, it's decent bro, but I was thinking I could get this for like 20. Probably yeah, an unnumbered one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Nah, I don't know about 20. 30 maybe. Not 20. He, he's go, he's going a little too expensive for if I was looking at it from an investment. Let's see. Oh, it's not bad. Okay. There we go. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not going to buy this. And this is another reason why the bucks are going to suck, man. Why, why not buy him in November? There's no way he can exceed expectations high enough in that offense that his prices don't dip in November. I just hope whatever happens, the opportunities he does get, he is efficient. And he actually shows a much more efficient uh, running style this year than he did last year. Because he had some nice plays. Like there's one viral, that viral play from Germany where he stiff-armed that Seahawk guy and threw him down on the ground. And he put up like 120 yards in that game. Had a little, you know, single game breakout party. Uh, but overall, when you look and extrapolate that out, over 129 attempts, 3.7 yards per carry. It's not good, man. It's super inefficient. There's a likelihood it, it goes up just based on what we saw last it's got year. To. It's got to, man. Juke rate, th number 36, evaded tackles, number 38, breakaway run rate, number 44. And the game script's not going to get any better for him. I'm ultimately I'm gonna wait until November, see if I can't find some stuff super duper cheap by that point. Bush I Bush asked about last three purchases. I actually did a lot of buying uh the previous week. I only bought one card this week, so it's actually not the card in my hand, it's the same card but in a different serial number denomination. I don't know if you could see what it you with got? the uh, I don't know if you could see it with the team bag on there. 
Optic Rookie of the Year, Alec Pierce, color match. Blue. You know, that's one of my guys that I'm high on. Um, I don't even know. Oh, I think I bought more Mac Jones cards. I think he's a good buy still. That I'm pretty excited about that that red one you got too. Derek says yeah, one I more mean, draft. Uh, no, if I, I, I didn't I, have I, to be up in six hours, I would do one more draft. Where? Holy crap, dude! Look at the stream. Almost four hours. That's why uh, the energy drink beforehand definitely carried me through that one. Yeah, I, I, I had one. I had like a little one. So, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um, it maybe doesn't even have to be broadcasted, but maybe we'll do it in the Discord. Uh, maybe do one or two tomorrow night if it's still up. Yeah, I, I broadcast every draft that I do. I did buy a gold. I bought a gold out of 25 Mike Evans. Oh. Uh, so that, that'll be fun. It's not rookie. It's a veteran card. It's a 2021 Panini Contenders Chain Movers Gold out of 25. Nice. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one that I got. And then I bought a Mac Jones, Tyquan Thornton. And oh. you guys will just have to see the others. But I am off to bed for real for real for real for real probably same i gotta be up in six hours and i got a long long day tomorrow and Saturday yeah. actually so we're on the east coast cold boo i i run on pretty low sleep though especially lately i've been trying i've been trying to work out and eating less and you just like naturally don't need as much sleep like when i eat these huge meals like gluttonous meals you know it's just easy just to fall asleep but when you're eating like just meat and vegetables and drinking water like i have been drinking beer it may look like i'm drinking beer but i have not been drinking beer on any hey. of our last year it's been sparkling water i haven't i haven't had a beer in a few weeks man so i just been uh been doing good man so oh yeah keep it up man keep it up there's a time and place yeah, time and place you'll the next couple beers you have you'll be like one beer wonders you know uh i had i killed a bottle of whiskey on my last vacation i say bush said cohen's he... in australia cohen's in australia or <laughs> it's it's friday already in australia nice, nice. Cheers. Cheers. Technically, it's Friday here and there, Andy, as well. It's after midnight. Uh, no, I haven't been drinking any alcohol. I haven't drank any alcohol in, in a few weeks. I'm going to have some on Saturday, though. I'm going to a friend's uh, 4th of July party. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Well, uh, if you guys are around and anyone's doing some drafts tomorrow night, I'll probably do at least one or two. I won't be around on the weekend, so uh, maybe tomorrow might work out. Yeah, buddy. Sounds sounds like a plan, man. All right. Sweet, man. Well, as always, Andy, it was a pleasure. Good drafting with everyone. Everyone have a good night. For Steve the eBay Hitman. 
for Andy, for everybody on the quest. Have a good night. Peace. Good night, guys. Peace. I tried to do a professional.